Hello, fake nerds, and welcome to 2018. It's episode 76 of the Fake Nerd Podcast, and I'm Sparkplug Wickawitty. And with me, as usual, is Ryan Eliopoulos. Hey, I'm that guy. And Ben Magnet. I'm not dead. No. And uh, Brandon something C. or other. McClure. T. McClure. G. Have you forgotten McClure. already? It has only been three weeks. It's It's been an eternity in nerd years. It has. <laughs> Hey guys! Hey, how, hey. happy New Year, all! Happy, happy New we Year! We made it. Yeah, uh, I didn't do a thing. I promised you guys. What was the thing? Was I'm the... just gonna put it out there on the show right now because I'm gonna promise myself to do it. Is this how you like over. make yourself do it? Yes. As you say it on the show. I'm going to put out a blooper episode. Oh, that's great! Oh, okay. I'm going to do it. Oh, I said so much stupid shit. Oh yeah. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be fun. Sweet. Wait, It'll wait. be out for 2019. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll 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 make it. I'll make a goal that I'll put it out by mid next month. All right. Yeah. All mid, right. Mid next month or maybe next month. I heard mid, mid next month. Okay, because I heard you say maybe next month. No, I'm but put other it on the that, Google ca- Google Calendar, and I'm going to set a reminder every three minutes till you actually do it. I'd hate you so bad. <laughs> I'll kick you off the show. That's a lot of reminders. Uh, how are you guys? Happy New Year. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Feeling uh, revived. Feeling fresh. I was in Chicago for a week. It was it was zero degrees. It was awesome. Would you say not a single degree was given that not day? A sing, not a single one. Sometimes even negative degrees. Yeah. It was, it was awful. They, they took degrees away from you. I saw Husky. All right, you're up. fired now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> First firing of 2018. Oh, no. <laughs> not again. No. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun, for you know, a little bit of inside baseball. We did not see each other on Christmas. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> um, so... I was almost. I saw, de- I saw you on Christmas. What are you talking about? You saw, oh yeah, you, you did saw see Brandon. Me you didn't see us. Mm-hmm. You were what? You were in Chicago. Yeah. I was almost dead. How was Chicago? It was cold. It was cold. It was great. Yeah. I got to spend it with my puppies. That's, nice. that's all. That's all I really needed. No work and puppies equals happy Ryan. Totally. And uh, you were sick. I was sick on New Year's. I was sick like a few days before Christmas, and then I got better. And then the very next week, better. I got sick again. And I mean, it was cool because I got to skip out on work, but at the same time, I'm sitting there, I'm just laying in my bed going, This sucks. Yeah, man. Should have took the, more drugs. The Friday, so I did, a, I really shouldn't have, but I, I really wanted to uh, go back home for New Year's. But I had work on the Wednesday and Thursday between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went up for Christmas. I went up to Monterey on Christmas. All right. And I came back down uh, for work, and then I went back up. Uh, <laughs> the next weekend, oh, but what happened was I was uh, I got really sick, mm-hmm. and so Friday I had a massive fever. Ooh. You can still kind of hear it. I'm a little congested still, so if you guys hear any anything like that, I'm yeah. sorry. You might hear me coughing to the side a little bit too, just FYI. Um, so that sucked, but I did feel better by Saturday, and then ended up driving and having a very chill New Year's with my friends back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, that was a little Very fun. chill. Yeah. yeah, me and my friends, um, Faye and I, we were going to go to a friend's place, and I was start telling my friend that I was like, I was going to get drunk as all hell. I was yep. going to make Faye drive me home. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. I just went, I had like one or two drinks. It was a very chill New Year's. I'm like, you know what? I'm just getting over being sick. I hate being sick. I got a big trip planned next week, so Ooh. I don't want to die. I, uh, I saw so many movies. Yeah. I saw Star Wars again. Yeah. Uh, oh, show. I hear he's the last Jedi. Yeah, Greatest Showman again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I saw All the Money in the World, which yep. was great. Yep, yep. Uh, the Post, which was also great, and Call Me by Your Name, which was great. I only saw one movie. What movie? Uh, Jumanji. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, uh, because of how, uh, just so you, uh, audience knows, ju- just kind of how uh, the release dates have fallen. We will not be doing an episode in Jumanji. I know it is kind of it is on our niche. We would have touched on it if we had done episodes but i'm okay yeah, yeah I, I would like to talk about it a little bit but it's it's a good movie i had fun yeah 
I had seen it. I had seen it prior to its release. And it's, it's it's all right. I liked it. I think the only new movie I watched was Mother. And how was that? Oh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, then. Should we get into our? Uh, no, no, no. How was your week, Sparks? Uh, I was also sick. I was oh. sick on. I was sick on Christmas. Oh, a bunch and, of sick boys. And leading up to New Year's, so. Oh. Um, it, it was. It was. It was all right. It was all right. You know, still, still good. Still good holidays. Just sucked to be sick. I got yeah. my mom to watch three superhero movies, and I can't get that woman to watch a goddamn thing. I was so impressed. I got her to watch Wonder Woman because I said, <clears> "Hey, mom, do you like strong, empowered women?" Got them. Got her. She likes it. Uh, she thought Doctor Strange was fine. I know my mom likes it. She says oh, it was fine, but if she hated it, she's like, "Yeah, it's fine." Like you can just tell. From her inflection. Her inflection, yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. She, dude, she loves Groot so much. That's the only reason she liked it. She's like, yeah, that movie's fine, but that little tree thing is fucking dope. Oh, no! <laughs> First swear of 2018. It was a quote from my mother, uh, so I'll allow it. I'm going, to, I'm going to be honest. There will probably be an explicit tag on this episode. Yeah! Really? Ryan alone. Mother! Yes. <laughs> okay. And I'm, I, I cannot be bothered to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, they're fine. The children will manage. No. Yeah. Um... Anyone else want to touch on anything before we get started? Uh, putting that out there. Um, nope. Harmonize a little bit. Hum. Um, hey, watched, that was nice. I watched some Punisher. It was good. I caught up on Runaways a little bit while I was dying, yes. and then I fell back asleep. I'm a I'm a three quarters of the way through Watchmen. That's a pretty okay book, I've been told. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like yeah, it so far. Yeah, says the guy who has uh, a tattoo of it on oh. his skin. And, and man, Doomsday Clock makes a whole lot more sense now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was, when I was reading the first issue of Doomsday Clock, I'm like, Brandon, you've got to read Watchmen. Everything's going to make so much more sense. Well, I, like, I, I'm catching the parallels now. Uh-huh. Um, especially number two, you'll see. Uh, Ooh, yeah, you, that second issue. Too. Oh, yeah, you, you dropped that off for me too. Um, I can't wait to read it. What is it? M- uh, mime and and what was the, what's the lady's name? Mime and Har- what's it? Um, um, marionette. Marionette. Mime and marionette. Those two are the greatest new characters of 2017. Oh, oh yeah, oh. those those characters are awesome. We'll talk about that later. But uh, man, that's a good book. All right. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of news during the break, but we did get a couple of things. Yum yum uh, yum. For example, Paramount decided to go full force on a shared universe. What? <laughs> They're dumb. Um, what? So first we have Bumblebee. Bumblebee released oh. a um, an image with a synopsis. Oh, it was like the old Bumblebee too. Yeah, it was the VW Beetle. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, no cars at all. Um, so the synopsis reads, on the run in the year 1987, Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small Californian beach town. Charlie, Haley Seinfeld, on the cusp of turning 18 and trying to find her place in the world, discovers Bumblebee, battle-scarred and broken. When Charlie revives him, she quickly learns this is no ordinary yellow BW bug. I think I found a Transformer! I think oh, I found a Transformer! No. So it takes place in 1987? Yeah. That's and cool. And it's this plot of the first Transformers movie. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. But, like, this is definitely a smaller budget made by, like, more like an artsy guy. Kubo so, and the Two Strings director. Yeah, so we can only hope that it's good. I, mean, I hope so. I, I like Haley Stanfield. Stanfield. I like Haley Stanfield. She's been playing a high school student for like 10 years. John Cena's in this and you like him? Yeah. I, we're not going to see him though. I don't get that joke. Because <laughs> he has a thing that, where That's his thing. That, that's just his thing. Yeah, that's fair. That's I don't fair. know anything about that. I'm kind of ecstatic that they are making Bumblebee back into a VW bug. I think that's cool. Yeah, that was a point of contention in the first movie. A lot of yeah. people were really upset about that. Well, they had that, that, uh, that marketing deal with, with the new Camaro. So with like, the Chevrolet. Yeah, so they had to do something. Right. Any comments on that, Sparks? Uh, it's just really hard for me to get invested in Transformers right now. Sure, last I night kind of kind of killed it for me. Yeah, uh, I, it's just it's really rough. I mean, like 
cool, Bumblebee's finally a bug. And honestly, I'm kind of into seeing John Cena in it. But I'm also like, eh, you know, like as a sci-fi original movie, it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Let's see the tone. Because if it's going to be like the Michael Bay, you know, big angles, sure. helicopter shots, like if it's like a completely different movie, then I'm way more on board. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah, Ben asked me. Uh, asked us earlier what 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 did we think the worst movie of 2017 was? Mm. I said without even thinking about it, Transformers last night. I think it's the only yeah, it's, I think it's the only money that I spent money on where I'm mad about it. Yes, because <laughs> uh, as much as I hate Transformers too, and I still think it's awful. It there's is. still a making you can still make fun of it and still have fun watching it. Same with four. I think four can be fun. F- five is just bad. Just you can't even wreck. make fun of it. It's just boring and dull and. Yeah. Just a waste of time. No. Anthony Hopkins, though. No, I had it a t- fun. I, I had a tie for my worst movie. Transformers is one of them, but why can I not think of the other one? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, five. thank you. That one. But They're both fives. Oh, that was bad. That too. was bad. And I'm so, you told sorry. You told me it's on Netflix. So yeah. if there's a movie that's as bad as Transformers that I could watch that has it's on like, Netflix. I'm like, oh. Anyway, I was trying to think of like what was another upsetting film in 2017 and. Pirates is it. Yeah. I think yeah. Pirates upsets me more than last night, to be honest with you, because like I didn't go into Transformers last night thinking there was potential. Mm-hmm. Right. We went I into... did go into Pirates <laughs> with some idea of knowing what potential there was for no, that series. Uh, Sparks, I think we knew about how bad Transformers was going to be walking into it, but I when those... I went to Pirates of the Caribbean... Pirates trailers were good. Yeah, I was thinking, was like, maybe they're going to do some good things in Pirates 5. I walk out of there, and at first I'm thinking, hey, that wasn't that bad. 20 minutes later... I was wrong. Go that shark. movie sucked. Go shark. Anyway, the yeah. so GI Joe three technically uh, GI Joe three has a release date. Yes, I'm excited about this. March twenty seventh, two thousand twenty. Oh, I was like, well, that's far away. And it will be. Um, it'll probably most likely be a reboot. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a again. Yeah, probably. Well, here's the thing. There was a joke saying that each tra- each GI Joe film should just kill the previous cast <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> the thing is, though, the. the there's the first J.J. movie, and then there's a sequel, yes. Retaliation. That is not a reboot. That is a straight-up sequel to that but movie. But it kills everyone from the first yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah I know, I know so it's Transformers not a reboot. Things, like, I know it's right. not a reboot, but it feels like a reboot. Also, Brendan Fraser is they bring uncredited back almost, well, in the first film. He's only in that movie for like one minute. It's just a camera. It's just strange. Yeah. They, they bring back almost nobody from the original G.I. Joe. Like, no, totally. But that second movie is awesome. I remember dude. when the... the second movie's I remember, no, I know it is. Yeah. I remember Wait, when so, they were... I remember when they were... Uh, filming the second film and it was about to come out just as Channing Tatum's star was like shooting. They reshot him and into they the reshot movie. And they put him back in the movie for him. a longer time yeah. just to kill him again. The, I think I, even that first movie I think is is a lot of fun. I don't think it's necessarily good but those G.I. Joe movies are I think they're pretty underrated in terms of entertainment factor. Sure. I think just yeah, like because they came out around the, same, the first one came out at the same time as Transformers and I like that G.I. Joe movie more than Transformers. Right. Well anyway so to continue uh, this We'll start the Hasbro shared universe most likely First with strike. Microsoft, <laughs> Micronauts, <laughs> wow. Bill Gates, and Optimus Prime team up. <laughs> I was like, wait, what do you mean by Microsoft? Well, uh, um, uh, Hasbro can't use Transformers. Universal is distributing uh, oh, Transformers. That's weird. Oh. Paramount distributes the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Um, Micronauts will be uh, the second film coming out the same year, but in October six, on October sixteenth. That's funny. Uh, so that actually, Micronauts is also getting a TV show next year. Okay, so Animated? when's my yes? So when's My Little Pony gonna cross into all this? Well, you're not too far off. Dungeons and Dragons is also getting a film. What? 
Yeah, but that's being written by Joe Magnanello. Hold, and hold up. July, fudge up. On July 23rd, 2021. Yep. We're getting a D&D movie? Yep. Yeah. Being written by Deathstroke. <gasps> the actor Deathstroke is a huge D&D fan, so he's producing- Manu Bennett? <laughs> In an alternate universe, yeah. Right. I like Dungeons and Dragons. Joe, wait, Joe Manganiello? Yeah, he's a huge nerd, and he's like he wrote a D and D script. Oh my god, I did not hear about this. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, Suck it, Hasbro. I am so jazzed now. And an untitled uh, Hasbro film, October first, twenty twenty one. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons film is not part of the shared universe uh, that they are building. Thank yeah. God, because that would be very confusing. I recently, as I mean, recently, like six months ago, I read a, a Micronauts X Men crossover comic. That was pretty fun. Uh, Back when the Micronauts existed in the in the uh, Marvel universe yeah, for a brief Mar- second, uh, Marvel had those uh, had those rights and stuff for the mm-hmm. comics. Um, I mean, I don't think it needs. We obviously we don't need another shared universe one that might not work anyway. I might uh, implode, uh, like the Dark Universe. But uh, I mean, like, like everything, we'll see. It does, don't call it a shared universe before it's out. That's how you right. doom it. That's, That's how you doom it's it. It's literally how you doom it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, and to, to a couple more, more things for this uh, for the break before we get into stuff that came out uh, just last week. Ooh. Uh, Bright dropped. Oh, yeah. Uh, the new Will Smith, David Ayer Netflix film. It's their most expensive movie. Yeah, $80 million, I hear. I think 90 but it's still 80 Right, it's, it's still a, a lot. A lot. Um, and it's so noisy on Sparks' end. Yeah. Sparks, what are you doing over there, buddy? I was drinking some water. No, but the clicking. There's, click, a, lot of, there's a lot of click, clicking click, going click. on. I was drinking some water. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little worrying. You should oh, get okay. that looked at. Um, anyway. Uh, I watched Bright. So yeah, did I. you two watched it. Uh, I did not. Neither did I. Yeah, you're fine. You're good. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, and, and again, like, you know my thing. Like, I'd rather watch a bad movie than a boring movie. It's just, like, so middling and just, like, your your premise is so good. And then it's kind of just, like, a weak training day with orcs. There right. was a lot of lore in there that wasn't really explored or talked about. Yeah. And it kind of like there's like the apparently there's this like this great war that happened thousands of years ago with this Didn't dark they release elf. they released a video yeah they online. released it but it was online it's like dude you're I want to know about this in the movie so the pr- I think I think for me the big problem with the movie is it tries to go too big with a it it it, it pulls a Suicide Squad this should be a small story about an orc and a cop trying to get along in this world and they turn it into it's an end of the world <coughs> scenario just like every big Hollywood movie well it, they turn it into this could lead to the end of the world because they literally call it a nu- a magical one as a nuke. A nuke that grants wishes. That's yeah, and that's, but, 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 but it turns Ryan's into like point, it turns it's it doesn't squad. it turns into yeah, a big thing it, and like I would I like the first half of it actually quite a lot. It's so when so they, do I. It's when they start introducing all the big stuff and bringing the elves and like all this. I'm just like ah, stop it. We should we should mention that in the middle as soon as this movie dropped, another scandal. Yep, actually yep. this is yep. now uh, great writer, bad person. The latest in the in a in a long line of sexual harassment scandals. Yep. Uh, to be excu- to be accused. It's it's sad because we not, thought not, he turned over a new leaf. Yeah, that. But like he he wrote a tweet about Bright like a year ago saying like, I think Bright's gonna be my Star Wars. And he hasn't said a word on about Bright since. <laughs> yeah. And well, he, now he's not on Twitter. No. Yeah. Right. So, uh, there he did say one thing that he thinks that that uh, there's a line that's uh, fairy lives don't matter. He thinks that was improved. So it makes me think he's just trying to backpedal away from the whole project. I think so. Yeah, I think he and he's knew. not. And what's the news about Bright though? That it, besides that's getting fact, a sequel. Yeah, then yeah. he's probably not going to write it. Yeah, uh, the yeah. sequel was greenlit uh, just before the movie dropped. It apparently did really, really well. Right. A lot of people are saying that Bright is really good. I watched it with my mom, and like I said, like my mom is like the the general audience person. Like it takes like she doesn't go see big temple movies unless I make her. Mm-hmm. And like she was like, yeah, I like Will Smith. I'll watch that movie. So I'm like, regular people watch it too. Man. Yeah, yeah right. I watched it, and there are parts of it that are like, okay, I it's got me, and there are other parts where I'm just looking at my book wall thinking, hmm, 
I wonder what's over there. Yeah. But all it needed to be successful was for people to watch it, not for people to like it. Absolutely. Yeah. True. Very yeah. true. Wow. I mean, it's he, Netflix wouldn't be the first per, first people to make a sequel to a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at summer. <laughs> Look at all of the movies. Um, I just I, I've heard that you guys have heard about that Shrek thing, right? Oh, yeah. the Shrek yeah, line. Yeah, a Shrek line. That's so weird. It's technically there's a lot of really good Twitter jokes about it. Yeah. Well, first of all, Shrek is an ogre, not an orc. But, but so. it's still not. It's still the point is but why they does made, Shrek yeah. exist in this world? That's I don't the thing. Know. Like they made a, they made like the most racist movie of all time. But that he's an ogre. He's not an orc. I, I that's know, their, if, that's if, the no, difference. No, no, he the, calls him. No, they call they call Nick the, the the orc. They call him a Shrek looking, which means it's it, it's good enough. Like orcs and yeah, ogres yeah, look alike. Yeah, but that means it. they made a movie, a, a really racist movie in this orc world. That's no. I, I, I I've seen the Tumblr like post. It, it should be it. Shrek shouldn't exist in this world. Exactly. Shrek should not exist in this Just world. Take that line out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I don't think that movie is that. That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, could have been better. Uh, so so continue along the miscellaneous stuff that happened last year. Misc. Uh, Technically, yeah, last year. Yeah, technically. Um, Artemis Fowl uh, announced their casting. Uh, and director, director Kenneth Branagh, uh, who has worked with uh, Disney for a little bit now, uh, with while, uh, yeah. Cinderella and uh, we know him from Thor, mm-hmm. the best Thor film, I think. Um, yeah. It's my favorite. No, the best. I think it's my favorite. It's not the best, but it is my favorite. Yeah, I see. Um, Artemis Fowl. Uh, who can tell me a little bit about Artemis Fowl? It's not it's a property I'm somewhat familiar with, but I'm not So I'm too... I know you've read it, right, Sparks? Okay, yeah, so, yeah. So go ahead, Ryan. It's been a while since I read it, but I re- I remember it being about Artemis Fowl, who is like this genius punk kid who just like messes with these messes with like the underground world of fairies and, and trolls and stuff. And like he's like a mastermind asshole. And I remember that's what I loved about him. But I, but I don't remember much else because I stopped reading it when I was like 13. Well, we got a cast. Kenneth Brown is Artemis Fowl now. Has is, a that, is that is that sound about right? Sparky? Yeah, that's okay. about right. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, Ferdia Shaw <clears throat> will play the lead role of Artemis. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Gad will play a character Mulch Diggums. That's fantastic. Judy Dench, Commander Root. That's awesome. Laura McDonald as Captain Holly Short. Now, initially I read that as holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused. Um, and Nonzo... A nosy okay. as Butler. Oh, okay. I probably butchered that. Butler, yeah, he's like his Alfred. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh I, I my favorite detail that I remember that I talked to you guys about is how uh, Holly Holly Short, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's a she's a police Holy shit, yes. She's a police officer in the L E P recon unit. That's the leprechaun unit. Mm-hmm. And that alone makes me want to see this movie because that's hilarious. I can't wait to see the little badges L E P recon. They're those shamrocks. Yeah, that's great. That's cute. Uh, excited for, uh, oh, I'm very excited. Oh, this uh, is one of the only young adult like books that I'm like, well, that I actually really like. Disney's no. been putting out some quality stuff lately. Yeah. No, I actually I got the first Armist Fowl book at my uh, book fair in like fourth grade, and you never read it. We no, me and my my dad, my brother and I, we were like we would like read it together. Mm-hmm. We only went past like the third chapter, and then we just stopped. Oh, so you didn't read it? We did read story. it. Uh, it just didn't s- grab me. Sparks, you I don't looking, know why. You looking forward to this movie? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely interested in it. Um, it's been a long time. I remember liking Artemis Fowl, but uh, I I don't know how excited I am for it right now. I'm more excited with Ken Abrana being attached to it. That makes me. Yeah, like, I, I like him too. Here. I am too. That yeah. did make me more excited about it. But I'm still like, it, it's. It feels weird to bring this book to film now. It's definitely but, one you thought would have happened already. Yeah. 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 It's a little. It's a little odd timing, but. I'm, I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, finish up the miscellaneous stuff, uh, we got some Arrow news. 
Oh? Mark Guggenheim said that he cannot use Deathstroke oh, anymore. Oh, That's right. What the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, same thing with Suicide Squad. Like, hey, you guys can use him. Oh, wait, you can't Same anymore. thing with Deathstroke initially. Yeah. Yeah. Because Deathstroke was like, you can use him. No, you can't. Now you can use him again. No, you can't. Now you can't. That's I it. know, which is, it's dumb because they're in the middle of production on a season that was using him. And they're yeah. like, nah, and I, and it just feels dumb. And they, and he was used so well and so strong, and he came I back. I loved those three episodes and he was on. That one, there's this one action scene where it's just like it's him just murdering a bunch of fools, like in that return. That episode, was so cool. Where he goes to confront his son, dude. That's like the best action they've had, yeah. like in that whole show. And I'm like, man, this man new bad guy. Just keep him on the show forever. Nope. Yeah, now they can no longer use him because, uh, as Mark Guggenheim states, they are developing the film. Yeah. And it's basically like he said, like these characters are on loan. And they tell us who we can use and who we can't use at certain times. But, so, yeah. but it's it's kind of crazy that they're so stingy about Deathstroke right now when it's like you literally have a Flash show and you just that, put the Flash in the film. Argument. That's what I don't understand that about their whole my thing. Argument. When I don't understand how Flash exists. Oh, how Flash, because the Flash movie was... Uh, was in production that it had to have been by the time that show started. How'd the show even get started with this rule? I don't. It do, it's not. It's like they think like the Flash isn't one of their top tier characters. But they don't no, care but, about anything else. No, the Suicide I, Squad aren't. No, that's what I mean. Like I maybe like they see the Trinity as like the real money makers, and they like they don't really care about Flash. Sure. And like but, I obviously like we're comic fans. But that's not true. Yeah. Flash is just as vital as any other character. But it, maybe I don't know. Like. This is our first real, like, good introduction. Like, they had the 90s show, but no one watched that. Right. I'm so willing I'm to like, bet that maybe Flash is the only exception to that rule. Because they, so be. they were so far along in production in the anything, TV show. As soon as, as soon as the Flash, as soon as we get a news about who the villain in the Flash movie is, whoever it is, off the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. God, watch it be. If they, if they aren't already. But yeah. at the same time, because hearing you guys talk about Deathstroke, when I heard that Deathstroke was back, I was like, oh, I really got to start watching Arrow again. He's got to be yes, off. Yes, you do. He's got to be off the show again. I'm thinking, no, he was the best part of season two. That was the reason, like, Arrow is a kick again, show because like, of season two. In Supergirl, we got Superman, who is, who is arguably their number one character. Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand like the decision making between like oh we can do this we can't do this like yeah. who is it the fans that you think are gonna like oh why is Batman on I'm, the Arrow I'm show? Sure it's, I'm sure like, it's the they they think the fans won't get it. I I think you need to give your fans more credit. We yeah. already we read comic books. We know when something changes. Well, also even in the Flash, they introduced as like hey, there's a multiverse. Yeah. So obviously, if there's a multiverse. There's gonna be more than one Flash. Right. So that's the whole thing. Like that's what. Uh, sorry. Like that's the whole thing. Like against Marvel's shared universe, they can't experiment like this and have seven different versions, which I think is awesome because that's what comics do. You have seven different Batman books, and I think it's a real a real detriment to to what CW's trying to do. I think like they could really just like if DC proper is just like, listen, guys, we're sorry we put these restrictions. Just go wild. The shows would be better for it. More people would watch it and it would invigorate even more. Like, I think what they do is just really silly. Oh, hands down. Yeah. We know that a lot of these characters exist in these universes. Yeah. They mm -hmm. mention they them. They tease it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, a couple of yeah. trailers dropped uh, over the break. Ooh. Nutcracker in the Four Realms. That's trippy. And, uh, Mortal Engines. So I didn't watch the Nutcracker trailer because I thought it was like some animated thing, but this looks like a badass, super dope Disney movie. It looks really good, don't it? It looks super good. It looks a lot like Beauty and the Beast. It, it aesthetically uh, looks Sparks, yeah. you saw footage from D23, right? I did. I saw some footage, and I know uh, the thing I'm the most excited about right now about the movie is to see them eventually show the Rat King because the way they're doing the Rat King is it's this extremely talented dancer. He, he's actually been in a few commercials. I couldn't I couldn't name a specific one, but I know there's this one for headphones where he's like dancing up buildings. 
Have you seen that one? And he like moves his whole body in these mm. weird ways. Oh, he's 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 a famous dancer for that because he's able to like isolate parts of his body and move them in certain ways. Anyways, he's being his whole like performance visually is being adapted into several rats that make the Rat King. That's really I'm cool. I'm so stoked for That's that. Really cool, man. That looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, like I think that movie looks looks super impressive. Yeah, visually good. Morgan Freeman. I love the costume and set design. Oh, those toy soldiers are dope. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, Immortal Engines. What do we think about that? Not directed by Peter Jackson. Nope. <laughs> it's like it's like Nightmare Before Christmas. Like everyone thinks Tim Burton made that movie. Like, no, guys, it's Henry Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Jackson presents not a Peter Jackson movie. Yeah. Uh, the premise alone is really great. We saw like thirty seconds of it. It's it's a clip. Really. It looks it's super clip. cool though, man. Yeah. Oh, what's that? The London, and it's fr- it's freaking London on it's wheels. London on a wheel. It's a, it's, it's a city warfare. That's yeah. amazing. That was cool. Did you see this one, Sparks? I did not. Oh, okay. It's it, it's basically just like, imagine a, gi- a giant like Max Ma- Ma- Mad Max desert, but with uh, but yeah, with cities. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I, I've been aware of Mortal Engines uh, for a while and what's going on. I just haven't watched the teaser. It is a first time director, but this guy has worked with uh, Peter Jackson as his storyboard artist for all of his movies since like the nineties. Yeah. So the dude knows how to make movies. Let's see if he can actually do it himself. Um. All right. Well, that'll do it for the, this past this past break. Ooh. So now we get into this week. Ooh. News. Uh, we're all caught up. Solo, a Star Wars solo solo story oh. about Han Solo. Is it his solo movie? It's Solo's oh, oh, Han Solo oh. solo movie that is called Solo, a Star Wars solo story. I'm writing Solo. That is not the title at all. Solo, a Star Wars story. We got some Lego sets that revealed a bunch of new stuff. For example, something that Ryan and I are not happy with. I wouldn't say I'm not happy about it. I just, I just. We don't want it. We don't need it. Well, specifically the toy. The toy is called. Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's, that's which true, means yeah. we're getting the Kessel Run. Yeah, it's 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 a thing. Either like you you don't care like, that like they'll ruin like the mystery of the character because sometimes when they do that like it loses some of its its edge, right? Mm-hmm. And Han Solo was like a badass smuggler guy who turned who happened to be a hero. And I feel like this movie, I really hope it's not going to be. He's always been a secretly good guy. I want him to be the smuggler asshole that he is. You want him to be the scoundrel who shot first. I want first. him to be the scoundrel who shot first, and I want him to steal things, and I want him to be. Kind of like a m- bad person a little bit. See, Ripping no, my, off Jabba the Hutt. And no, I don't think we're going to get that. My contention isn't necessarily that. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that's a, that is that is a fear. Yeah. Um, but I, I do kind of trust that we'll, that we'll still see that scoundrel, um, especially because Lando is in this, and Lando is not a good person. Uh, it, it, when mm. we meet him in Empire, Lando is not a good person. Nope. Um, uh, well, it's implied that Han is the one who did bad things, and Lando... Han can't trust Lando, but not that Lando is a bad person. Sure, that's, that's true. actually not. I because I wa- just say I watched Empire recently. Yeah, it's actually not implied that Lando's a bad person. All that happens is that the Empire showed up first, so he had to make the deal with them, and he felt bad about it. Yeah. It's not implied that he's a bad person. It's implied that Han stiffed him over a lot. Yeah, that's true. Because because remember, Han does. There's that line where he's like, "Oh, sure, he's forgotten about that by now." Um, mm-hmm. fair point. But anyway, yeah. I think we, we, I think it's likely we will get that scoundrel. What I don't like is whenever, and truthfully, I, I cannot come up with an example right now. But there are always like, your father fought in the Clone Wars. Here's two hours of the Clone Wars. It sucks. I, I like no, oh, Ryan, there's so many more hours of Clone Wars. Oh, I know. And the show is <laughs> really the show is good. We're I know, talking I'm about kidding. the show, not um, the movie. But it, it's 
when we see when we get like the Kessel Run in fourteen and th- twelve parsecs. All right, come on, Ray. It's twelve. I know. Uh, the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. We we know that. We've seen that. We we haven't seen that, but we don't need to see it because it's not it's not logical. But it's it, we. It's a black hole, guys. It's, it's a it's thing. A, it's a black hole. It's a thing that we've always known. They've never needed to show it. Even in the original EU, they didn't show it. It's just something that we know happens. And to show something like that, you ruin the. The mystery. You ruin something there. Mystery, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for. The allure. The allure. Like, like you always ask, you're like, wow, he's this badass who did the the customer on 12 parsecs. Like, like that sounds like a cool thing. Like, well, let me explain to you. Well, in 1293, he went on this race with Lando, and he actually pulled this crazy maneuver. I'm like, I don't want to hear this. I don't need to see this. Because we know what happened. Yeah. Like, you're in a badass bar. I'd rather see see something else. I I wanted an Ocean's Eleven meets... Star Wars. It's still, it's still being described as a heist movie. Yeah. I, I did hear that. So like, with a race. Let's let's get a trailer. Ho- hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it sounds like I'm writing the movie off. I'm really not. I'm I'm I'm, s- I'm mildly writing it off. Yeah. I'm mildly. I'm disappointed that we're seeing the Kessel Run, but I will say the trailer. It's a little weird that this might be the first Star Wars one that doesn't do well yeah. by Disney. Especially because like apparently like almost all of his reshots. You know that budget is extraordinary. Right. Yeah. Um. To to piggy off that, Bettany says that there were a ton of reshot reshots uh, reshoot, reshooting, and Glover says that there weren't. Well, per character thing, maybe Glover's stuff was like fine, right? Like, and maybe like what what uh, Howard wanted to do with Paul Bettany's character drastically different, right? What do you th- what do you think? What do you, what do you got so so so, so far, Sparks? I gotta play devil's advocate here. I I, I don't. I do, I I'm not surprised. Like the moment that we got the text from Brandon where he was talking about the Kessel Run, I was like, I, I'm not at all surprised. This is something they've talked about forever. I'm not surprised when they announced a Han Solo origin movie. I was like, of course we're going to see the Kessel Run. Why wouldn't we see the Kessel I'm, Run? It's the thing that made the Millennium Falcon yeah, famous. I'm of course we're going to see. Surprised by it. I just I'm like, it's it's more surprising that it's just like yeah we're going to get it like like. That's that's not surprising. That's kind of boring. Is, I'm not. Is the Millennium uh, Falcon Hans when he runs the Kessel Run, or is in this we, film we, he? We is, don't know. It's not Landers. clear. It's not clear. It's not clear. It was only ever said that it's the ship that did the Kessel Run. But in now parsecs. we'll get the official it's what made story. the ship famous. But we don't know who is flying it. And look, I think it would actually because. I'm just saying. I uh, uh, it, it seems overly negative. To I don't know why we hate the idea of seeing the Kessel Run so much specifically, personally, um, because we don't know exactly how they're going to do it. I I could see a version. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I could see a version where like it, whoever's flying the ship, it, it could be both of them. Who the heck knows? Um, I want, I want whoever's to be flying Lando. the ship, whoever's flying the ship, uh, might have accidentally wound up in the Kessel Run and not have inten- intended to be there. Because why is a smuggler which you want a ship that's famous? Um, so who knows how it's going to happen or any of that? So I I don't know. It just seems overly. No, you're right. No, no. I, I don't want to say negative. I just want to say like uh, we don't really know how they're going to adapt it. I mean, when the prequels were coming out, we knew that all the Jedi were going to die and Anakin was become going to become Darth Vader, but we were interested in exactly how it happened. So yeah. how how they can do something interesting with how, why the ship. I think a lot of I think a lot of my my contention doesn't necessarily come with, um, and I, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, so this is something that I won't be able to articulate very well. But I think a lot of my contention comes from the fact that I want to get out of the original trilogy. Every single Star Wars movie that Disney has put out has been a slave to the original trilogy. Done with it. We've seen it. That's, get out of it. Not the past. Time. That's fine. That's fine. Um, 
but I think that's a separate thing. Like, like I also don't think that we need this movie at all. But I'm not surprised that the Kessel Run's in it. I'm not against seeing the Kessel Run in it if they're gonna do this movie. But I don't think we need this movie. No, exactly. We and, don't need this movie. And here's the thing. Like, it makes me think of Rogue One and how my feelings going into Rogue One were. And now we're, what, two years removed from it now? And I, I think Rogue One is fine. I, like I don't want a fine Star Wars movie. I want a really good Star Wars movie. And I think now... We just had one. It was called Last Jedi. No, you're right. And I don't want a cycle of good, bad, good, bad Star Wars. Well, I think Rogue One... I think Rogue... I'm sorry. I, I mean, not bad, but... I like, think Rogue One is really good. I... That's fine. Yeah, I still really I think I can one. forget about all of those characters. Br- Br- Brandon? Hmm? Uh, you want away from the time period between three and four. And you mm-hmm. like Rogue One I want, I want but, away so from you the time don't period want... of... All of it. So you don't want an Obi Wan movie? That's the exception. I'll fully admit I do want that film, but at the same time, I. W- it's hard because you want your cake and eat it too. Like you, you, you want right. new stuff, but then like how badass would it be to see you and McGregor again as Obi Wan? Right. That's the. It is the trap that I've fallen yeah. into. Is that I do want to see an Obi Wan film, but I don't want to see any films set in this time period. Yeah, it's weird. I'm. I. You're I dumb- think. Yeah. I. I think that we're just really all kind of soured on this Han Solo film because I, I agree. I agree with this. I don't see much of a point in following a movie about someone playing Han Solo that isn't Harrison Ford. I don't see much point to that. If this were a Lando film, I'd have zero issue with it. I'd be way more excited. For me, I almost kind of like Rogue One. I don't like, I don't see how this can add to what Star Wars already is. Like, I don't see how, unless it's some like huge character reveal, like, I, I just can't see what it could possibly be for Han Solo. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like Luke Skywalker forty years becoming like uh, an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's he's still gonna be Han Solo. So I just like again, it's like this is almost more pointless than Rogue One was. You know what I mean? I I, I agree. Unless they're gonna be smart and bring Lando into the last of the new trilogy, then then we could get some nice Lando tie in here. Get Billa D in there. He needs work. Billa yes, D. he does. Get him in there. All right, let's Two get days. let's get out of this uh, out of this one. Um, Ooh. Into no, Marvel. Let's dive. Let's dive deeper. Yes. Into Marvel. Uh, Jim Starlin has left Marvel Comics. That poor boy. <laughs> uh, that poor man. He he has been with Marvel for quite some time. Created Thanos. Yes. Yes. I didn't want to say no, yeah. without knowing for sure. Um, he has left Marvel Comics. Um, uh, let me just read the Creative quote. differences, you could possibly sure. say. Sure. He, he says, what I objected to and what will keep... Well, well, he says, what will be keep me, which is not a thing, no. and what will be keeping me from doing any further work for Marvel editor was Tom Brevoort, who is Marvel's VP of Publishing, uh, approving a plot for the current ongoing series, which was pretty much the same as the Thanos story arc in the graphic novel trilogy Alan Davis and I have been working on for Tom for close to the past year. Uh, he says that Brevard had 200 pages of the script and 100 pages of pencil pencils. And uh, says, Starlin claims Brevard initially said he didn't approve the plot, but then switched to claiming there was nothing similar about the two plots before saying it was all an accident. According to Starland, this back and forth, quote, and other bits of procrastination ate up a month, by which time the current Thanos ongoing art team was too far along for anything to be done about the situation. Um, yeah, that sucks. It's, it's man, it, and it's not something you hear very often. We're like, you have, a, you have two people working on the same character and their ideas are almost too similar. 
That's and that never right. happens, right? Right. And it's really sad because Jim Starlin is the dude who made Thanos who he is. He did Infinity Gauntlet. He did Infinity Quest. He did everything that made Thanos into. Oh, what is going on, Sparks? That is loud. What are you doing? Sorry. That's very loud. What is that? I didn't know it would be that loud. Oh yeah, we, we hear everything <laughs> no. you're doing, buddy. Uh, so yeah, Thanos. Uh, has a current ongoing series, first written by Jeff Lemire, now by Donny Cates. Yeah, uh, regardless of which uh, arc he might be talking about, which we have a point of contention. Yeah, because that like might be. it takes a long time. Like by the time you write a script to be having that comic come out, it could be up to a year. Um, so when he's talking about we had these two hundred pages um, of script already done, it makes me think that he's been working on it for such a long time that uh, the Jeff Lemire one is the one he's talking about. But it could be the Donny Cates one. But because he's talking because this is coming out now, it just leads me to believe. And the way he says current and all yeah. that sort of thing. But like also like uh, current as in like that his Lemire's run just ended. Yeah. So like the, the time could just be different. But sure. regardless, regardless, the guy who who created this character who who's written a, n- a numerous amount of Thanos graphic novels and he's working on this tri- this new trilogy. That's going to be like the culmination of everything he's ever worked on, and it's never coming out. That's the first. That's, that's the first trade. The first graphic novel will still come out. Though. The first one will. Yeah. That's even more sad. It says it's coming out in February. That's even more sad because then he has something that's coming out that he's never going to finish. That's tragic. What do you, What do you got on this one, Sparks? Uh, it. I mean, it sounds like par for the course of some of the issues we've been hearing out of Marvel and some of the decisions being made. So I'm not. I'm not surprised. This came uh, shortly before word of a bunch of Marvel cancellations came out that the internet is not happy with. And my goodness, internet, you and I, we must have words. It's because the internet, a lot of the people don't actually read comics. Now, let me, let me say these cancellations. It's the, the internet. They're the cancellations that Marvel is canceling in March. Uh, Iceman, Luke Cage, America, Generation X, Gwenpool, and Hawkeye. Jean Grey? Jean Grey, sorry, yes, uh, Jean Grey. Um, a lot of these have to do. A lot. Of, some of these are LGBTQ. Uh, these are minority characters. And uh, let me tell you, internet, you want these books? You read these books. You go into the store and you buy these books. If you do not, these books get canceled. The audience for these books do not read comics. It yeah. is a very small percentage of people who do, and that sucks. But that is the reality. It is not some global corporate espionage thing trying to get rid of these characters. They want you to read them. That's, that's why, why they, they publish them. That's why they keep putting them out. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want them. You read them. Don't don't hope that someone is going to read them. That's the problem with trade waiting. Also, people are like, "Oh, I'm waiting for the trade." You're hoping that someone is going to buy that's this why, book enough to get the trade. That's why I never trade wait. That's why I always get at least the first issue because you never know. Yeah, trade know. W- trade wing has uh, bit me in the ass a few times. Yeah, and a lot of books, a lot of books get canceled because a lot of people trade wait. It's, look, the industry does not do well. The comic book industry does not do well. That sucks. It is an industry that a lot of us love. Yep. Um, it's a very niche market. It is a very yeah. niche market. Even though the highest grossing movies of all time are half of them are, are comic book related, like a fraction of those people read comics. Oh, it, yeah. it, it's got. It's. I read this quote where the person was talking about it. And and even working at the store that that Ryan and I worked at, the the movies, the television shows, they do not bring people to stores. Very rarely, they do sometimes. It has happened. Uh, it happens on occasion. But for the most part, the billions of dollars at the box office do not translate into billions of people reading comics. Not at all. It doesn't happen. So a hundred thousand copies is like a good. That's a really good month for a comic. That was all Batman. And they're and like like seven of the ten titles are, are mostly all Batman related, right? Because like, like people love Batman, it's and there's nothing wrong with that. This this is the, this is how Marvel got into the trap of putting out event comics and number ones. 
because those books drove up sales, drove up th- drove yep. up things. Mm-hmm. More people came in for number ones because of the collector because of the collector mentality. More people came in for events because of the collector mentality. Now they're trying to get away from that and prove they went back to legacy numbering. They went back yep. to legacy numbering. And I'm sorry, guys. You want them, you read them. It's it's yeah, man. It's a bummer. And like, I, and you know what? Me, I'm not reading a lot of those books. Neither am I. Because they, be they they um, don't interest me. Uh, yeah, man. Like I don't I, want I, Gwenpool. I picked up the first issue of Generation X because that's an old book that I liked, and I don't think that first issue was very good. I don't want to read Gwenpool. I don't know how many people even know Gwenpool. I was actually exists. surprised to see that it was still going. I didn't know no. it was an ongoing. As Brian likes to constantly say to me all the goddamn time, Ben, you don't read comics. I do. But even Gwenpool, I thought that was just a joke for a variant when Spider Gwen was big. It I didn't even was. I didn't honest to God think that there was like, a it was a variant. Yeah, it was a variant. Then they said, "Hey, let's actually make Gwen Stacy a, a Deadpool character." That, Gwen, Gwen, uh, and Overstreet Guide. Uh, Gwenpool's first appearance is a variant cover. Yeah, yeah, mm, which yeah. is dumb. It is. It is stupid. So when people get all up in arms saying, "Oh, you're you're canceling these characters because of these," it's like, you guys. Read, go and buy the books so they won't get canceled. It's as you said, Brandon. They get canceled because no one freaking buys them. Sparks, I know you read comic books. Have, are you? Have you been reading like America or Iceman or, or, or any of these books? I did read a little bit of America. Yeah, yeah. Was it I good? got interested because of because uh, of uh, the the Cap stuff we did. That's Secret true. Of, oh, yeah. Secret. Yeah. Empire I like her a lot in uh, in a uh, New Avengers or like sorry, Young lot. Avengers. I like Young her Avengers. a lot in Ultimates. Yeah, and uh, but. I, I didn't. I didn't read that book. No, I'm probably. No, I don't. Look, you know, Ultimates was a yeah, book that I was, liked it. Yeah, yeah. Ultimates was a book that got canceled that only I read. And you know what? I totally understood that. It sucked. I love that book. That book's a big old cosmic book too. But nobody read it. Yep. Nobody picked it up. And a lot of the, a lot of these books. The, the problem with the, the audience for this books uh, for these books. And I want to I want to be kind in saying that, but it is a lot of it is a lot of people championing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, they the audience for these books just like to know they exist. Yeah. They don't necessarily like to read them. And if they read them, they're reading them illegally. You got to go into the stores, guys. Go yeah. into the stores, buy them. Yeah. That's how pe- that's how these books do well. Just like throw the 3 bucks down, walk out with a single book. Know, not every helping. book, not not every one of these titles can be Spider-Gwen no. or Miss Marvel, which did really well. Thor, Lady Thor. Lady yeah. Thor. Like these those books do really well, but a l- but those are too few and far between. But they're also Here's the thing. I don't think I don't think Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel is better than Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, very strange. Yeah, um, I don't think Marvel pushes those books as it's hard really as they. Better. Yeah, it is. I don't think they push those books as hard as they do other books too. Yeah, like I think, dude, if you put Jason Aaron on an America book, are you kidding me? I'll buy the book day one. It's like Jeff right. Lemire. I'll, 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 I bought a Hawkman book. I don't give a shit about Hawkman. It's but crazy metal. But but that's what I mean. Like it's it's still it's Hawkman you're and right. it's Jeff Lemire. Like. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, you're hitting at a, at a good point. I think that it's a problem of that they're not they're not really catering these books to appeal enough to people who don't read enough comics, yes. nor to people who already are reading comics. Mm-hmm. They're sure. not really trying to drive it at anybody in particular, and so it's not landing. Like, like some sure. of these characters, some of these characters should just be more featured in some of the other titles. To be honest, absolutely, I yeah. agree. Yeah, feature I I spent like, in the X Men book. Listen, like. Like Iceman, like he's he's an original X Man. He's been around since the sixties, but like I don't know if you really need an Iceman book. It was great that Luke Cage and Iron Fist have have a book. Yeah, but if they, it's I mean, Defenders. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yes, but to be fair, they they've both had long running solo series for decades. Sure. Yeah. For decades. Um, uh, Black Panther. I'm actually still surprised continues. I know Tanahisi Coates. Uh, they are it, not going to cancel that book with a movie coming out. No, I know, it, but. They, they just released a second, a third Black Panther book, Rise of the Black Panther. With delays and all the things that has been plaguing Black Panther, it's yeah. very strange that that book is still going. 
and like I said, like they just release a new digital book that's weekly. Yeah, that's true. And apparently, it's really good. By so. Tanahisi. Yep, he oh, he's co-writing it with someone else too. Ah, yeah. Look, uh, we've we've talked it to death, but come on, guys. Yeah. You want them, you buy them. Buy the damn books. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think like. <sighs> and I'm not. I'm not. Look, if you read these books, if you buy, if you go into you the store, you gotta tell everyone. You gotta shout them out. Yeah, yeah. tell yeah. people you like it. I know. I know there are people who are probably listening to this, being like, "Oh, I read it. Oh, I read it. Good." Tell people you're reading it. Tell them they're good. Like you weren't reading Thanos, right? And I told you how good Thanos was. And, and I picked, picked it up, up immediately. Word of mouth. I like. I, we kind of we didn't have a disagreement, but we kind of talked about how like, um, I will I will give almost any number one a chance if it's got a good creative team on it. Yeah. Or if somebody if 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 uh if somebody tells me it's really really good, I'll always pick up that number one because you never know. And like I feel sometimes like Marvel like here's the number one, but we're not going to tell anyone about it. Right, it like they don't make a big a splash. Yeah, and it needs because the, well, I mean, it got to the point where they oversaturated the market with number ones. I think yeah. so many number ones. I think Miss Marvel, like, sh- I, I stopped reading that book a long time ago, but I I know that's still a quality book because everyone talks about it, and that book has been quality. It's had the same creative team th- for years, and I it, it makes me wonder how, why. I guess it's just quality because why is that book still going as long as it has? Marketing quality, yeah. a lot of factors go into these. She was also one of the one of the more original ones, like uh, like her and Miles. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Not uh, truthfully, not all these new characters can be Jessica. Jessica Jones. Remember Mosaic? Oh. <laughs> oh, buddy. I mean, th- then there's books like Mosaic that nobody asked for. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on to the east side. On that on that note, uh, Marvel is putting out two new books. Uh, Domino, written oh. by Gail Simone. Hell yeah! Who has not been with Who has not been with Marvel for quite some for time? For like 15 years. She's been with DC. Yeah. Uh, and a book called Exiles. Heck yeah. Uh, well, Domino, by the way, is getting a book probably because of her experience in Deadpool. Also, she's going to be in X-Force. But she's oh, sorry. I'm Deadpool. sorry. I, that's what I mean, Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Deadpool, Deadpool 2 is basically X-Force. Right. It's got Cable and Domino. So, so real quick, <laughs> this is not written down, but the Drew Goddard X-Force film is still happening yes. uh, as soon as the deal yes. does, goes yes, through, though, yes, maybe. Yes. Who knows? Yeah. And speaking of Deadpool, have you guys seen the new Deadpool poster? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> what, ye, which one is it? It's the one with it's like the the Michelangelo yes. painting of the Sixteen. Yeah. Where it's Cable is God, Deadpool is pointing his yeah, finger, and it's so the second coming. Oh my God, does that come out next month? Oh shit! Is it February? No, I think it's no, March. No. It's it's oh Black Panther. Black Panther. Black Panther. Oh! Guys, this year's starting great. Wait, February Black Panther, March Deadpool, Deadpool. Anything I, for April? That, mm, Deadpool was May. I don't know. No, Deadpool is not May. May. No, May is Infinity War. Oh my God! Sorry, sorry, sorry. And Solo, a solo Star Wars solo story. (laughs) So the next book coming out is Exiles. That's a cool book. Which sounds kind of neat. Yeah, it does. Let's read this one. Uh, The original Nick Fury is now the cosmic observer called the Unseen, as we saw in Original Sin. He's the new watcher. Uh, And when he sees a threat to the multiverse, he recruits a team consisting of Blink from the original Exiles. Khan, an older, battle-worn version of Kamala Khan. That's awesome. That's so cool. She's got a gun. Yeah. Iron Lad, a younger version of Kang the Conqueror who became a hero with the Young Avengers. Yep, yep, yep. I like him. Wolvie, a cutesy cartoon version of Wolverine. <sighs> this is a weird one. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, probably uh, from the uh, Scotty Young uh, Little AVX universe. Oh, okay, yeah. And, uh, and as if, uh, yet unreleased character, which we were trying to guess at who could be. It looks like a sword and shield and a cape. It yeah. looks like it. It also looks like a shovel. It looks like I think it's I think it's a sword, but the, uh, the, I think it's either it's either Black Knight or like our magic. That sword design looks so familiar to me. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Black Knight. Uh, so yeah, this looks awesome. It's a sweet book. It's like so I had this idea for a comic called Infinite Reich, and it's about uh, the the mul- it's about Hitler discovering the multiverse, and he gathers all the Hitlers together, and and it's like a ragtag team of different people from pop culture throughout history have to take them down. 
Copyright FNG pod. Copyright FNG pod. Please don't steal that idea. I love it a lot. <laughs> um, and it sounds like that. Like he takes different people from different time periods to create like the ultimate time force. This sounds like um, also what I wanted to see a Justice League of the Multiverse, which was multiversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a bit of that in the multiversity. Yes. Uh, this also looks like cosmic scale of ultimates, which please give me yes. more of. And dude, with Nick Fury involved, like uh, that's so dope. And it's the original Nick Fury. Yeah. Who is trapped on the moon. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, so... Uh, a quote here, Exiles is a two-fisted, big-hearted, wild ride of a book about a diverse team of alternate universe Marvel heroes banding together to stop a dire threat to the multiverse. Sort of what if meets classic X-Men. That's great. Hmm. Uh, grizzled old Kamala Khan, dis- disgustingly cute cartoon Wolverine. It's a dream of a book to be working on for, Mar- for Marvel fanboys such as myself, full of deep-cut guest stars and mind-blowing Easter eggs, but it's also new reader-friendly. A self-contained story of a group of misfits coming together, learning to trust each other, and, if they're lucky, saving the bleep universe. That sounds great. <laughs> um, the guy who's writing it, I think his name's like Saladin Ahmed? Uh, Saladin Ahmed. Yes, he's writing... He's, Black Bolt. Yeah, he's writing Black Belt right now. That and the big. art is... Uh, Javier Rodriguez, he the Spider Woman, and Alvaro oh, Lopez. Dude, that his art is gorgeous. Wait, he, he did Spider still Woman. Draw? Javier, what? Oh, Spider Woman. Spider Woman. Sorry, yeah. the uh, the Spider Gwen uh, uh, artist is losing his eyesight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robbie. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm honestly. I'm excited. I'm less excited for that book because of Wolvie because I'm really. I don't know what the tone of the book's it's gonna weird. be. But I'm really excited about Gail Simone coming to Marvel again and writing Domino. Yeah. I think th- she said it's going to be like a super like hardcore sex se- sexy book. Not sex book. It's not it's not a porno. Another sex but like, book. But like it's going to be like like a Marvel Knights like it's going to be like a hard book. And I'm like, "Please, please, please." Uh real quick, I do want to put out um uh back to Solo a Star Wars story. Oh. Um there's a there's a quote that I want to read that was kind of cool to see that this is back in continuity. Um It's part of Solo <laughs> lore as a young gifted pilot, he studied at the Imperial Academy on Carita. Uh, Solo is kicked out of the academy for rescuing Chewbacca from an Imperial officer. Uh, so that's cool that that's back in continuity. Um, it's just nice to see like EU stuff coming back. Thank into... God he's going to be in the academy. So that's, some that's, a, that's an awesome idea. Some I'm, I'm really excited to see that in Star Wars, a Solo story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe news real quick. Oh? Uh, Captain Marvel has cast Wanda Wise. Oh. And uh, the internet is abound with theories that Dude, it could be Monica Rambeau. Spectrum. Well, so Monica Rambeau was first the Captain second Marvel. Captain Marvel, and then she became Pulsar, and then she became Spectrum. And currently a Spectrum, and was on the Ultimates. Yes. She, she's bounced around from, like, uh, she was the leader of the Avengers, actually, with Luke Cage in the 90s. The, yeah. After uh, uh, Franklin Richards uh, did the pocket universe nonsense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that bullshit. And then uh, all the heroes returned, and she led the Avengers for a little bit. I think that's pretty that's dope. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we think she could be, this, this could be her. Who else could it be? Honestly, like no one else, like like and her powers honestly, make her ageless. Yes, and we're doing like the race card, like like she's a black actress, and like we're trying to think of black characters. But like honestly, the only Captain Marvel character that's of significance that is a uh, African American character is Monica Rambeau, and she is such an awesome character to this lore and to all of Marvel. And this could be leading like, like the next like she can be like a, she can get her own movie. Like she's that important to the comics. Yeah, it's awesome. That'd be cool. Uh, and the Black Panther, Kendrick Lamar, yeah, is uh, producing a single. Uh, called All the Stars, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll also be producing an album Hell of yeah. music inspired by uh, Black Panther. Kendrick Lamar has one mm-hmm. of the top five albums of Brian Leopolis's year. This is a first for Marvel. They haven't done this in quite some time. Have they? Iron Man, I think, uh, had a, had an album like this. Mm. Iron Man? No, no, Iron Man was just ACDC songs. Well, no, I, yeah, I, Iron, I mean, Man, like, Iron Man did not. Iron Man did not get a separate album. No, I mean like um, it had like music. 
Tom Morello from Rage Against Machines did some of the score for it, and he was also a cameo as one of the terrorists in the movie. I, I just listened to an interview about Iron Man about it. Um, you know, like the Spider-Man movies had like albums, music from yes, from oh the yeah, 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 okay. like music, not like soundtracks. Yeah, uh, they also Macy had, Gray. Yeah, they also had music, but like yeah, this is this but is, has Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios hasn't done this uh, at all. I thought Iron Man had music. Iron Man it. Two, not they, like not like Iron this. Man, Oh, Iron Man 3 had it. What? Iron Man 2 had it, too. Iron Man 3 did have an album. Interesting. Yes, a separate album for Iron Man 3. I do That's remember weird. that. Yeah. Oh. Which was just a bunch of ACDC songs and other things. Iron Man 3 was Kendrick not. Kendrick Lamar's. No, no, Iron Man 3 was not just ACDC songs. I'm talking about 2. They yeah. had it for 2. I remember seeing it at Hot Topic. There's a lot of ACDC okay. in Iron Man. But yeah, this is cool. I'm into it. I really like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. We'll talk about it later in the top five. Well! Uh, spoilers. Oh, damn it. <laughs> So yeah, that's cool. Uh, we're excited for that, obviously. Excited for both of those. DCEU gets a new boss. Decal. Another uh, new boss. Another one. This is uh, after the first shakeup. Another one. Which was just before Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was this year. Yeah, I do think the first shakeup was the, was. The oh my god, it's twice in a year. <laughs> uh, well, the, I mean, technically, this is this year. Oh god, <laughs> you're that guy. 2018, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How many days are we in year? Oh yeah, seven days. Um, seven days. Seven uh, days. We're all dead now. Walter Hamada, who is the producer on It and the Conjuring movies, ooh, um, basically has been working with, on the Conjuring universe. Uh, ooh, that's the, actually the know, Lost someone, Key someone in theaters pointed, now. That's in insidious. insidious. Oh, fudge. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually something that was pointed out to me is that Conjuring was kind of was was organically built into a shared universe. Yes, which was really nice to see. Uh, I like it. I like the Conjuring movies. I like him. Wait, what's what's the news? He's running DC oh, movies. That's fine. Yeah. He knows how to make good movies. He's replacing John Berg. That's fine. And Jeff Johns. Jeff mm. Johns is now an advisor. Is now an advisory status. Well, if we look mm. at DC's track record, I think somebody new will do a good thing. I don't think I don't think Jeff John was given a proper chance. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you give him that big that that big chance you know sure. what i mean like you bring him on to be the creative guy you don't give him all the control sure at least not yet well i mean i, I know that's why they had john berg yeah and i feel like it's a little premature because the justice league train was already running mm-hmm. uh we all knew this was going to be a a train wreck yeah um and it wasn't as big of a train wreck as it could have been nope probably because of them yeah but as is customary with a studio flop this happens bring out your dead this uh <laughs> they, there was a shake-up so walter hamada uh, we'll be replacing Jeff Johns and John Berg uh, as the producer of the DC film slate. Um, and we'll probably be seeing a new film slate coming out because I hear <laughs> that Lobo and Deathstroke are no longer happening. Lobo? Oh, uh, God. Do, do we honestly think Lobo was going to happen? The Lobo movie has been in development yeah. since before Man of Steel. Dude, I didn't what? think we would, I didn't think we would get a rated R Deadpool movie. So, like, who, who really knows? Right? Like, really? Right. What do you think about this one, Sparks? Think about one in particular. Lobo? <laughs> no, Walter Hamada. I I mean, whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah, great. He's done fine with the Conjuring films. That doesn't mean that things are going to change. And those are, those are I would say, uh, weak connected universe. Mm-hmm. It's not like Justice League where you have seven major characters. No, he does have a good working relationship with James Wan, who is directing Aquaman. Mm, oh, that's true. So, that's true. I think... 
my thing with this, it makes me seem like, all right, let's just forget this shared universe. I mean, like, not not the overall thing, but, like, let's focus on making good movies. Hope so. You're right? Because you think, like, get a guy who knows how to make a good movie first. Yeah, because if they want to keep doing the shared universe thing, they need a Kevin Feige, and then honestly, they just don't have it. Absolutely. The, the idea yeah. isn't to keep changing things up. You need to less studio interference. That's what you need. Yeah. And that's what the, that's what's hurting these films. I mean, Warner Brothers isn't going to do that any day soon. Nope. It just makes me think of like Thor Ragnarok and how different and interesting, like 180 degree difference than the last Thor movie, and how like that will never Thank God. something like that would never happen at DC. Oh yeah, right. Like we we would never get like a we would never get I don't think like a Spider Man esque like Flash movie that's like that funny and that that different. At least you <coughs> hope you think right. Yeah. yeah. I don't want a dark Flash movie. No, I don't want a dark DC movie. Anymore. Well, they're <laughs> so done with this. I think, I think, I think everyone's done. I think not, we're past that point. Not every DC movie can be Batman. Damn it. Yeah, I think, I think post Justice League, we're we're good. Please, Matthew Vaughn. Please, oh, please. Matthew Vaughn, Superman. Please. I'll take a I'll take a one Matthew Vaughn Superman. Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so we got some premiere dates coming up. Oh, March 2018, Krypton. Oh, that's still happening, isn't it? You know what? I'll no, be honest. I'm, ex- oh, I'm excited. I'm kind of looking forward no, to it now. because it's got that uh, Adam Strange goodness going on. It's got some time travel. Got some time happening. travel. Boost- is it Bo- Booster Gold? No, Booster's not in it. So far as who, we know. Who? I thought they mentioned there was Hawkman something. Hawkman and Adam Strange. I think were cast. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hawkman. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Just get the same guy from Legends, because like it's all about like reincarnation and shit, right? True. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. Oh, you mean the worst actor that they had on Listen, those shows? Who's worse, <laughs> that guy or I've only been a barista for six months? They're both pretty bad. Him, him. He He's was worse. worse. Oh, he was worse. Damn. You he know what? Worse. I, I would argue. Get that... the Hawkman from Smallville. There yes! you go. Okay. Yes. I'll take it. Daniel from Stargate. Oh yes. Daniel Jackson from Stargate. Okay, all right. I love him. Um, I would argue that because that because we didn't get a lot of Hawkman in Legends, uh, we got more Hawkgirl. That Hawkgirl was more annoying. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, I think he, he was, was the, the worst, worst actor. actor. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Good. But guys, did you forget that she was a barista for six months? Because uh, I'm not joking. They said that line every, every single episode. episode. I was a barista for six months. We know. I was I was a barista just six years ago. Just Kendra, six months ago. You're off the team. Just, just Please, take lady. a shot whenever. Did you see what happened to Kendra in in Metal 4? Don't you dare say I'm that. I'm not. Stop right there. I'm it's not. right on my desk. I'm going to read it. I'm just saying. Stop it. Shh. I'm just saying. You shut Hawk up. Hawkman and Hawkgirl are fucking dope. Dang it. There's two. I told you. I, it's, it's okay. I'm not editing. The, wait, now I have to go back just and edit this. Just a, a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Sparks, are you are you reading Metal or no? Uh, no, not at the moment. That's no. cool. That's okay. You got time. Well, we're going to do an episode on it when it's all done. Oh, yes. Yes. Get ready. <laughs> um, I'm excited. Anyway, so Krypton set has a synopsis. Set two generations before the destruction of Superman's home planet, Krypton follows Seg L. Oops, that sucks. <laughs> Seg? His name's Seg? <laughs> That's an unfortunate name. SEG? SEG? What up, Seg? Uh, the legendary Man of Steel. <laughs> oh, the legendary Man of Steel's got it. I was like, the legendary? I don't remember nope. this guy. Uh, the legendary Man of Steel's grandfather, whose house of L was ostracized and shamed. With Krypton's leadership in disarray, Seg L encounters earthly time traveler Adam Strange, who warns his who warns he's under the clock to save his beloved world from chaos. Fighting to redeem his family's honor and protect the ones he loves, Seg is also forced with a life and death conflict. Save his home planet or let it be destroyed in order to restore the fate of his future grandson. See, that is, interests me. I'm interested. Because imagine Adam Strange coming like 50 years before Superman's born, like, listen... 
you have to let your world die so the so the universe can be saved. Yeah. If they can do that premise right, that's amazing. Because be- before, when we saw that that one that trailer leaked, we didn't know about Am Strange no. We just thought that that was later. Yeah, because Segal was staring and saying, "My grandson, you are not born." And it's yeah. like, "This is stupid. What is going on?" Now, when you bring in Am Strange, it's like, and this premise. Yeah. Now it's like okay, you also, piqued my interest. Why can't Warner Bros. TV shows just use Booster Gold? They clearly want to. They got something in the movies lined up. Uh, I I know that Berlanti is uh, supposedly directing a blue and gold film. Still, is that still a thing? Maybe, maybe? I would. We be haven't heard about it. it in a while. Whatever. Just put Booster Gold in the damn CW universe. Yeah. Just do it. Legion has an April 2018 release date. January, what? February, March, April. Yes. There you go, buddy. That's so soon. Uh, and now they're talking about he's going to now be the sane guy in an insane world. That's fantastic. I'm in. I'm, in. I'm, in. I'm, in. I'm, in. I'm in. And Young Justice Outsiders has a late 2018. I was going to say they don't, we, on what the thing we don't that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. I mean, well, it's it's nice to know that we have uh, that they've talked about it again. Yeah. True, we haven't True. heard from about it in a while. <laughs> I just love that. Like, hey, we have a show coming out on something that's not existed yet. Right. <laughs> Thanks. So, but but it's nice to see. But at least we're getting it. No, it's true. It's awesome. <laughs> at least we're getting it. We also got one more announcement. Game of Thrones is coming back 2019. I Damn it! I oh my time. God. This is going to be the longest year and a half of our lives. Ryan, time. I now know how you feel waiting for Westworld. Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> just, hey, wait. Hey, sports, is Westworld this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you get Westworld in 2018. Hey, hey, I had to wait a year and God I also knows like what Game of for Thrones. Game of Thrones. Ryan. Well, true. But. Ryan, my company is working on Westworld. Okay. Oh. I got dailies. Mm. Mm. All right. Them robots. Oh, man. Right. They so got them feelers. Final final bits. Anything else you guys wanted to bring up before we go into our top 10? Uh, top 5? Top whatever? No. I don't care. No. Remetal, it's really dope. It's pretty cool. Like all oh, sorry. Ryan, I double-checked. Uh, Westworld was 2016, the very end of it. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant, is Westworld coming back this year? Oh, I see. Season 2. I thought you were asking if... No, no, I remember, yeah. I think we lost him. Oh, yeah, we, we did lost your phone him. die? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Hey. <laughs> Oops, nothing happened. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We've been here the whole time. Sure, totally. Wink. So, you guys want to get into our top whatever the hell? Yeah, top cool. whatever the hell. The top stuff of 2017. Number one, Transformers 5. Number two, Transformers 4. Number three, Transformers 3. Number four. I lost it already. <laughs> 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 All right, who wants to go first? Oh, man. I don't know how we want to do this because I think we all did it kind of differently. <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, yeah. as as I have constantly stated on the show, yeah. none of our rules matter. No. No <laughs> rules. Just right. I, 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 they're more guidelines yeah. than actual rules. Yeah. I well, I, I'll start. How about I start with my two most disappointing movies? Let's get the sad out of the way first. Yeah, let's yeah, get okay. the sad. I like sure. that. A movie that I was oh, actually. Oh, we're doing disappointing stuff? I, disappointing I didn't, I, stuff. I, I have only one thing. Well, because he said, he quoted the line from Pirates of the Caribbean. That was one of the most god awful things I've ever <laughs> saw this this year. I cannot believe I'm I so put money for that one. But a movie that actually I was bummed about. Hashtag review special coming. Yeah, hashtag review special coming. <laughs> Six months late. <laughs> Was uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword? Oh. I was really looking forward to that movie, mm-hmm. and when I there are good parts of it. There is some Dark Souls esque aesthetics. That makes me happy. It was like, oh, this this movie looks so badass and cool. It was not. There, it's like, hey, Arthur's gonna start this grand quest in this like weird under shadow world. You're not gonna see jack shit. Uh, that trailer had a Led Zeppelin song in it, so it got me really pumped for it. Yeah, uh, I watched the first fifteen minutes on a plane. I turned it off. <laughs> I turned John Wick two on instead. John Wick was is the much better oh, film. Yes, you are much 
better watching John Wick. My disappointing film of of this of this last year, John Wick Chapter Two. No, no, that is my that. If that was real, that would have been my top ten anime betrayals. <laughs> I would. I feel betrayed if that's real. <laughs> I have betrayed you all. <laughs> it's the greatest anime betrayal of all time. No. I, uh, uh, yeah. What about you, Ryan? Um. So I only have one disappointment, and it's it's one that's so deep. I don't even want to talk about it. And it's Mass Effect Andromeda. Ooh. Because Mass Effect 2 is one of the greatest games of all time, and it has, for me, the greatest cast of characters in a video game. Like, every every character you meet and you go on the suicide mission to save the universe, it's fantastic. Mass Effect Andromeda takes everything that you love about Mass Effect and gets rid of it, and it's, a, it's, it's ineptly written, it's ineptly made, it's one of the glitchiest games I've ever played. It sickens me that that one of their biggest franchises is resorted to this, and now the Mass Effect franchise is dead. They killed it, and it's done. And that's it. Just like Metal Gear, my two favorite franchises are dead, and it hurts me. It hurts. Wait, who put oh. out Mass Effect? Was it EA? Yeah, it was EA. Of course it was. Oh, and they. Of course it was. Oh, and they fucked up Battlefront too. Oh, yeah, damn it, my bad. I'm sorry. Come I'm on, sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yes, they did mess up Battlefront too, but they've been doing their best to make up for it, and I think they've done an yeah. okay job because the free DLC Battlefront gave was pretty okay. Yeah, the free DLC is so far pretty legit. Yes. What about do you have anything disappointing, uh, Sparks slash Brandon? I was never really, I wasn't really disappointed in anything this year. I mean, this has actually a lot to do with kind of. This actually goes into my top five because I consumed very little media that wasn't for the show. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of my news resolutions is to watch more, see more, read more, blah blah blah. Be a Ryan. <laughs> Be a Ryan. I mean, just like because there were so many movies that just kind of fell into the wayside, but I kind of knew what I was getting into for most of everything, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of I, the closest thing I had to a disappointment would either be Inhumans because I was disappointed I was right. <laughs> um, I completely forgot about Inhumans. Yeah, I was disappointed that I was right that it was going to be bad. I forgot that existed. Yeah. And uh, and Pirates, I was very disappointed in Pirates. That hurt my soul because uh, it was because it five. Tr- truthfully, I like four. I like I love Ian McShane and four. Um, and I really like three. I know yeah. Sparks yeah, disagrees yeah, with me. Yeah, me too. Uh, I know everyone disagrees with me. <laughs> no, I'm no, a prequelist. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> three is okay. I enjoy three. Um, three is my favorite part of the Caribbean film. Um, <gasps> How? What's with the threes? Revenge of the Sith and then <laughs> At World's End? Jeez. Pirates 3? I mean, crap, dude. That's funny. Um, but... Not to get into that, but yeah, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, especially after I thought about it and realized how disappointing it is for the character of Jack Sparrow, who is literally sleepwalking through this whole film. Oh, yeah. The way you feel about 5, like, like the you know how, how good Black Pearl is, right? That's a, that's like a great Os- film. That's an Oscar-winning movie, right? I love Black Mass Effect Pearl. 2 is that, and Mass Effect Andromeda is 5. Ooh. That's how bad. That's oh. how the, 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 the leap it took is so extravagant. I can't believe they released a game like this. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. That like It's like, it's... it's Flash awesome. Season 3. That was, was that was last year. It was beginning of last year, but it was last year. Yeah. Uh, f- it didn't start strong. It didn't even end strong. Oh, oh, the last season. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, a year is so long. Iron Fist. Shit. Oh, Iron Fist. You, I you're right. Would you watch out? Don't yell into the mic, please. Owie. That's Sorry. awful. I actually forgot. Iron Fist was really disappointing. Iron Fist was really disappointing. I didn't even watch it. And it was yeah. disappointing. I yeah. forgot. About, I forgot about Iron Fist because it was so disappointing. It's all coming back to me now. Yep, that was oh. this, that was this last year, guys. There you go. I think yeah. Wow. Yeah, that show because like it, that came out and then Inhumans came out right after. I'm just like I'm just not gonna do this to myself. Yeah. No. <laughs> was that your most disappointing sparks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, like you like pirates bum me out, but. Iron Fist, you know, I wanted to hold out hope until it came out. Yeah. 
Um, it's always- that, that really that really sucked. Yeah. That really really sucked. Yeah. Iron Fist is a big bummer because I I really love the Netflix shows and Iron Fist is the only one that I'm like. Man, I really don't want to go back to it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love that. Uh, he's my favorite. He's one of my favorite of those fans. And uh, his current run, I, I am not reading, but apparently it's actually really good now. Like him fighting Sabretooth. Yeah. What about uh, what about most devastating thing? For me, it was Adam West. Oh, oh. Adam West passing away this past year. Yeah, I mean, besides like real real deaths. Um, like who? Man, who? Oh, um, oh man, uh, Chris Cornell and Chester Benning. Oh Bennington. yeah, uh, right. yeah. Both of them. Those were awful. And it's sad because one of them like did it like a month right after the month anniversary of Chester committed suicide a month after uh, Chris Cornell did. Chris Cornell did, and it's that's one of the reasons he did it because he loved Chris Cornell so much, and he was one of his best friends. And I'm like, man, that's a one. It's like it was Bowie and Prince the year before, and then this year it was them. And I was like, Jesus, come on, come on, world. Come on, world. Even though I'm bummed to say that, because I liked his music before he passed away, even after he passed away, I I don't want to. Because we lost uh, Tom Petty and uh, Malcolm yes. and Malcolm Young. Malcolm yeah. Young yeah. hurt me a lot because he yeah. actually passed away, Brandon, on, the, on our birthday week. Yeah. He, wow. Yeah, you know who Malcolm Young is, Brandon? Nope. He's the one of the guitarists for ACDC. ACDC. Okay. He's, yeah, he's, we lost we lost a lot of great musicians. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Tom Petty, I forgot. That sucks. I used to jam Tom Petty every day. You know what else? All right, quick little side note about Tom Petty. My mom was lucky enough to see his last show at the Hollywood Bowl. Really? She That's fantastic. loved that show. My mom, too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, uh, she, she got to go see Tom Petty. And I'm actually very... Uh, jealous? Well, I'm envious, envious that yeah. she got to go. Yeah. And, of course, we couldn't know he was going to pass <laughs> away. Yeah. So. Well, uh, when I lived in Texas, I saw a Tom Petty cover band. They're called uh, Petty Theft. Oh, oh, that's cute. That's, that's a good cool. name. What about what about you, Sparks? Um, or you Kevin just... Spacey's career. She. Mike dropped. It's 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 unfortunate that I He's mean Kevin Spacey's a big one, but but it's unfortunate that there's a lot of people who it was revealed this year kind of suck, and that's a bummer. That's true. Yeah. This was yeah. Uh, real talk. This was no, yeah. a year to realize that a lot of people that we've admired in Hollywood are horrible people. And you yeah. kind of always know that, you know, people are selfish and they're, they're in for themselves and you get it. But you just kind of hope that uh, underneath all of that, they're good people. You want to believe in you the betterment of people. But, yeah. but to see a lot of these celebrities, Louis C.K., uh, Kevin Spacey, um, and a others, lot, it was so many, just to be like, wow, you... That, they are god-awful. That sucks. And... You know, we did an episode about how do you you know consume their kind of media mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. after so go back and listen to that if you want but uh, still uh, uh, T J Miller who who's in Deadpool and he's like he's a real he's one of my favorite comedians I think the dude's hilarious like he had a bunch of stuff come out about him and then like he's he made this really awful like not like half apology basically saying I did nothing wrong and I'm just like damn it dude you're yeah. an asshole and it made me so bummed out because he's so funny yeah I love yeah. him on on uh, Silicon Valley man. Ugh. Yeah, that was that was one of the most disappointing things about, yep. about the years. It's it's the it's very I'm very happy that that these people are it coming needs to out. happen. It needs to happen absolutely. But it's disappointing that so many people that we admire, yeah, yeah that you that you, you yeah. trust. <laughs> and one other tiny little note about disappointments, not about anything horrible, devastating. God damn it, Dodgers win a freaking World Series. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's my only sports, sports. thing. That's my only sports thing. Our we're, episode, we're done. Our sports episode. Our sports time with Ben. That's about seven seconds. There you go. Uh, should we get into the ha- to the happy things? Yes. Ha- let's get into the happy stuff. This was one of the best years f- for entertainment, period. Like, so many good comics, so many good movies, so many good games. Great television, the, great movies, games, and video games. Oh, like, my God. Video games are the best. Now, I'll be... Uh, 
Why don't, Ryan, why don't you go first? Because you're, I think you're the most more positive of, the, of, 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 yes. of this. Yes. Uh, so. I hate everything. Oh, no. This what so, sounds so fast. Um, <laughs> my favorite movie of the year was John Wick 2. It's not the best movie of the year. But it is, it is, it is so stylish. And it, it knows exactly what it wants to do <laughs> and exactly what it wants to be. And I, it's, it's so well choreographed, and that world is is one of the most interesting new like worlds. I want. It's it's our world, but there's a super crazy uh, underground of like assassins, just thousands of assassins, and they chuck in at these crazy hotels, and like they have crazy battles like, in the middle of the streets. And it's like th- there's one specific scene where like there's a worldwide hit put out in John Wick, and it's just like a five minute montage of him getting his ass kicked by a bunch of different people and him killing them. That awesome. That scene is so incredible, and the ending fight scene in the mirror like the circus mirror world there's one shot where the where the doors keep opening and closing and they're mirrors and John Wick's walking towards the mirror and it's just five seconds of the mirrors opening and closing and you see him and it closes and it gets closer and it's like I was stunned. It was so it's beautiful. It's so visually interesting. And it's in an action movie yeah. like this. And and I just I watched I that movie more than any movie this year. I think it's ten times better than the first. I and I and I rewatched the first one with my mom over Christmas. Uh and I think that movie's good. But dude, John Wick two elevates it. It's one of the like in terms of being a sequel, it's the best sequel of the year, probably. Mm-hmm. Like I think it does everything perfectly right. Like and it's it's not trying to be anything super deep, but it's 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 a perfect action movie. Yeah. No, John Wick two is one of those action movies that Yes, it ha- does have quote quote mindless action, but at the same yeah. time, it brings up questions that it doesn't really bother you. Like I'm was okay with not knowing more about the secret assassin underworld. They give you just enough where it's not like over overbearing. Yeah, I wanna I wanna I wanna say to the audience, this episode will go over two hours. Uh, Hell we're sorry, yeah. we're we got a lot to get through. We do. Oh yeah, it's good. Um, uh, next. Um, so I just want to talk about Mother real quick, Sparks, because I watched Mother like last night. And I wish I would have saw it in theaters with a group of people because I I have never That's an experience. I have never hooped and hollered in my own living room by myself, maybe in my entire life, than this movie. Because like the first thirty minutes, like it's like it's like a, it's like a Rosemary's baby, like something's creepy, but you're not sure what's happening. And there's a dividing point where just shit goes weird and it just keeps going and it goes weirder and it goes weirder. And then it goes weirder. And it goes so extreme. By the end, like you, you don't know what you just watched, and then the credits roll, and I was like, "You either love this movie or you hate it." And I can see why a lot of people hate it. I freaking love this movie, dude. It's 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 batshit crazy, and it's and it's once you it's know an amazing film. It's once you know what it's about, because it never tells you. You don't really know what no. the movie's about at all. Yeah. But once you see the ending, and you and you you do some reading, or you just you study it, you realize, holy shit, this is a masterpiece. This I, is, I really loved Aronofsky. And I didn't know, like, I think Aronofsky is, like, super religious. Because this movie, I'm not, it's it's a very, very, very religious movie. And so was Noah. So I'm thinking, like, is he, like, just, like, is this, like, his new path? Like, he's making these crazy, crazy religious movies? I I don't think so. I think that he's just interested in those stories. Yeah. Because Noah like is also Like, being turned on their science. ear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he's doing it out of, like, uh, out of, out of a you know, his own personal religious feels. I think he's he sees a, a way to reinterpret a story. Yeah. Um because because of the way that mother goes. I don't want to go too far into you it. You can't. But... You can't give away yeah, anything. Please, I wanna see it. Um, but man, yeah, like I got stunning film. I got. I, I wish I would have saw it in theaters, man, because like I, I would have gladly paid twenty dollars to. I, I want to give this movie. I'm probably gonna buy this movie, dude. Like, yeah. it's. I don't know if like. Any of you guys will really like it. Like I know, like Sparks, you you like it, right? 
I do. I really. Okay. Do. I love. I love Darren Aronofsky films. Okay, it's well, but it's that's, is, that's not a guarantee. It's you're it's, like it's this. not because this. I'm not joking. This is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life, and it does not explain anything. And people are going to be frustrated. And I read a lot of reviews I, where people just didn't get it. I think if after you see it, you figure out what it's about, or we talk about it, and you know what it's about, then yeah. you might like it. But if you don't know what it's about, I could see you not liking it. It's 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 super it's super out there, man. And and I kind of I I did you figure out what it was about in the movie? Because I, yes. I I I wasn't sure, but it was about halfway through the movie where I'm like. Oh, this is getting this is getting some this is getting Jesusy, and I was like, "Is yeah. this where this?" And then it just it, it's it's so good. You guys need to watch it. Uh, do yeah. you want to continue with your list? Oh, okay. You have other media that you want. Oh to... God, okay. Let's talk about music real quick. This was a really good year for music. Uh, Kendrick Lamar released an album called "Damn." We talked about Kendrick a little earlier. Uh, he's probably our the, the, <clears throat> the best rapper alive right now. He's his he's not like super vulgar, and I like I really like rap music, but I don't like when they're just talking about killing people and, and banging pussy all day. You know, it's not. That's not my rap. Kendrick Lamar has lyrics and flows unlike anyone alive today. He's incredible. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age released their first album in like eight years. It was amazing. Uh, Thundercat has an album called Drunk. It's like slow jazz. Oh? oh? Thundercat. Thunder. Oh. Thundercat. Go! Uh, Gorillaz released a new album. Uh, that was actually really good. I was really scared it wasn't going to be good, but I really liked it. Um, um, I like this movie called Raw. It is a French horror movie. I've heard nothing but good things. It's it's probably my second favorite movie of the year, and I and I love Blade Runner, but like, I left Raw feeling, feeling real weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. That movie's about a girl who goes to a, a, a veterinary school, and she's a vegan, and then people force her to eat meat, and it turns her into something. It's great. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. I really want to see that one. Uh and then I've seen a lot of movies you guys have seen. Do you want to touch on TV shows? Yeah. You? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I mean, like, I like a lot of the same shows you guys like, but uh. Let's see what I wrote down here real quick. Oh, Mindhunter. Mindhunter was my favorite show on Netflix. It's about 1970s and the and them learning the term serial killer and making that an actual term. That's cool. And the, uh, um, it's David, I've heard good things. It's David Fincher who did uh, Fight Club and Seven and all these great movies. Yeah. And um, it's it's the most uncomfortable I've ever I've ever felt watching people talk about serial killer stuff because oh. it's so real and it's the in it's based off real interviews with real serial killers. So you watch the, the side by side and the actor playing like the main serial killer is is haunted. And it, it it scares me. It really scares me more than more than like Hannibal Lecter. Wow. Yeah, he's real. He's a real guy. Uh, I got like the gifted Legion Runaways. I'm a big nerd. Whatever. Twin Peaks is my number one show, and I can't explain why because it's nuts. <laughs> Imagine Mother for two for twenty episodes. Do you wanna Do you wanna go next, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, one of the things on Netflix I saw this year, which I actually enjoyed a lot more than I thought I was going to, was this uh, mockumentary called American Vandal. Have you guys heard? Yes. About that? Thank you. Oh, dude, that is something else. I loved watching American <laughs> Vandal. It oh, is man. so silly, but at the same time, I, I know it's a mockumentary about these high school kids. About Do you know what it's about, Brandon? No, I've never heard. Okay. Of it. So oh, this. Um, okay. So this kid who is notorious, uh, a notorious troublemaker at this high school down Super in prankster. like Costas uh, in by San Diego. He is like notorious troublemaker. He draws um, penises all over um, like on whiteboards and permanent marker Fun and crap fact. like that. I really hate that word. Penis? Yeah. Well, it's... Can't tell why. Okay, it's he draws okay. dicks everywhere. <laughs> and um, apparently during this one the day where all the teachers were in class, someone vandalizes all the cars in the parking lot. So of course, they all <laughs> point it. the finger at uh, Dylan, the main character, yeah. who's like the troublemaker who draws all the dicks. And he's like, no, he gets expelled and it's um, this uh, kid who's so in his class who works with them is like, hey, they try to uncover the mystery of who really drew the dicks. It's, it's a full length. Okay, it's it's you know uh, how to make a murderer that show. That's a very real in depth, super 
super serious show. American Vandal is a 100% for serious look about this kid who draws dicks on cars. It's <laughs> it's so funny because it is set so serious. It's like a CSI episode. Yeah. The facts are very plain. They're interviewed. What's this called? American, American Vandal. Vandal. I want to see this. And his whole defense is that he doesn't draw balls. He doesn't draw hair on the balls. He doesn't draw hair on his balls when he draws dicks, but these the, the car dicks had balls, had hair. And he's like, it wasn't me because I didn't draw hair on the balls. No, no, no. The, the balls on the, the, the cars, the dicks on the cars didn't have ball hairs. He's like, so, it wasn't me. So, yeah. So, it's a 100% for serious look at this high school prankster, but it's done seriously like through the eyes of like serial killer stuff. It's amazing. And, and I didn't think anyone talk about it. It's like it. this whole... It's like 12 cons- full episodes. Yeah, it's this whole conspiracy too that and then you, you get wrapped up in the mystery of who actually did it. And then there are God. other sub-mysteries to it that you're like, what is going on? And it's, it's like it's just a bunch of dick awesome. drawings, dude. It's like it's seriously one of the funniest things I've seen all year, and I completely forgot. Oh so thank, thank you, Ben. No problem, oh, man. No problem. And also, t- television show Game of Thrones. Obviously, Ob. I mean, come on. Ob. That that final that final fight scene with the dragon. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just those beautifully. Spoilers. There's dragons in Game of Thrones. There's dragons. <laughs> oh in Game my god! Of, you know there's dragons in Game of Thrones. I watched it. the last episode of season seven. <laughs> oh, there you go. So you know yeah. kind of what's up. Nope. Um, my top five <laughs> movies of uh, <laughs> this year in. Absolutely no particular order whatsoever. Are come on, phone, freaking do the thing I want you to do. This is why I use analog. Oh, oh, I'm branded. I'm. I have a fancy notebook. All right, dead air. This is fine. There we go. Got it. Got uh, it. Shut up. I got. It, I got. It. So my top five movies in no particular order: uh, Wonder Woman, Spider Man, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yay! Thor. I'm actually, you know what? I'm surprised that made your top five. Blade Runner just blew me out of the would water. Would you would you have seen it if I didn't make you watch Blade if Runner? If you didn't force me down to make me watch Blade I Runner. I forced him down, all right. Yeah, he did. Blade, Blade Runner was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. so good. Blade no, Runner was great. Ryan, if you didn't force me down, because already Blade Runner looked amazing, but I knew it was a sequel, and I knew Blade Runner was one of those movies that you have to watch mm-hmm. before you go see the sequel. I probably wasn't going to go see 2049. Yeah. And the day we went and saw 2049 was the day Brian sat me down and we watched the final cut of Blade Runner. Yeah, you did. And I, I was like, all right, I'm ready for 2049. I love 2049. By the way, I, do rec- I don't recommend doing that. That is five and a half hours of Blade Runner. Oh. I <laughs> want 100 hours all the time. Let's just... <laughs> Maybe pace yourself. That was yeah. so good. Yeah, like, so good. Watch Blade Runner the original one day, and then go see Twenty Four. I still think next. about shots of Blade Runner. Like, I, it's not my favorite movie of yeah. the year, but like, I still think about the, like the visuals of that movie like all the time. Oh, the, yeah. the what sim- a wonderful film! And while we're pause, Spider Man was on my list too. Yes, yeah, Spider Man was excellent. I because I don't want to forget. I don't feel like we talk about it a lot, but the Spider Man movie was really good. It was. It was. It's so good. Uh, let's see. Thor and Coco round up my last two mm. spots. I thought I was going to put Star Wars on here. I still love Star Wars, but there are these other movies. I think I enjoyed Blade Runner more than I did Star Wars. If we're talking fav- like favorite moments of the year, one of my favorite moments is from Star Wars. Oh, of course, Which yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh, uh, when they go back to back. Uh, that's a cool moment. That's like, I, I no, sorry. When uh, Can we do spoilers for Just Jedi? Is this, Where is this, we did. Who, who hasn't seen Star Wars, right? It's almost a month. Okay, so when Snoke... Spoilers in case. So yeah, Snoke gets a... Vis- S- press that 15 Snoke mi- gets, a, that 15 gets a little uh, lightsaber in his belly, and then Rey reaches her hand up, and then they're... Duh, duh, and she stands, and they go back to back. I was freaking out, dude. I was freaking out. When Admiral yeah. Holdo went to light speed in the cruiser... My favorite moment. Yeah. ...to destroy the I'll, fleet. I can't get over that Yoda moment. Oh, God, that Yoda <laughs> moment was amazing. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. The oh, audience God. furiously pressing the 15 second mark. 50, 50, 50, 50. <laughs> <laughs> no, Yoda. Anyway. I, still, I still love Star Wars. It's still one of the best movies this year. No, but that's fine. Year. You know, you're, fi- you're top five or you're top uh, five. Yeah. Like, uh, Before the premiere, uh, Luke, uh, Luke uh, Mark Hamill tweeted, great to have you back, Frank Oz. 
at the premiere. Oh. And people didn't know that he accidentally spoiled it. That's funny. Whoops. Uh, yeah, it's a good, good movie. Wonder Woman uh, came out so long ago, it feels like. March. It came March. out. Yeah, March. Yeah, it did. And what oh, what about, do you want to? Uh, I, I really hope people don't flame me for not putting Logan, because Logan, I, I believe, deserves Logan an Logan was an excellent film. It is. Uh, Sparks, did you want to go? Sure. Uh, I mean, my number my number one movie of the year had already got mentioned anyway, but um, Coco. Yeah, tell me. I want to hear. I was, tell me more I about was Coco. waiting for that. Oh, I love Coco. We did a whole special. I don't feel like I need to yeah. gush about yeah, it. Yeah. But but uh, have you still not seen it, Ryan? No. I haven't been Ryan, to the movies since Star Wars. Ryan, though. let's let's go see it. Dude, I'll totally let's go see it. Let's go see Coco. Right now. Coco, Coco is so good. Can I oh, go, I remembered a um, disappointment. Can I can I mention a disappointment? Of course you right can. Now? Yeah, and then Ben oh. wants to talk about video games first. Hot sauce. Hey, oh. hey, the Netflix <laughs> Death Note. Oh, oh yeah. shit! I that was I. I guess I didn't like it as I for much as I remember because I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot that it came out this year. Uh, well, uh, why don't Sparks you finish up and then and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll let these two talk about video games for a sec. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I love the Spider-Man movie. Um, Logan. Logan, Logan's Logan's high up there for me. I really yeah. love Logan. Yeah, Logan um, great. That was that was a great film. What a great what a great beginning to our comic book year. Right, it was yeah, the beginning, was. wasn't it? And yeah, yeah, it was. And you know what? I was I was really happy to see that Fox, Twentieth uh, Century Fox, is pushing their genre films for Best Picture categories. Mm-hmm. Logan and yeah. uh, Logan Apes. and War for the Planet of the Apes. I'm yeah. very happy to see that. Oh, oh War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Oh, forgot about War. I gave um, that movie a ten too. Uh, so okay, so we had Logan, we had Wonder Woman, we had Guardians, we had Thor, uh-huh. Spider Man, Spider Man, Kingsman. So Atomic almost all of the comic movies were good this year. Almost all of almost, them. Almost, yeah. Almost. I mean, I think Justice, Justice League. Justice, Justice, Justice League. League I, I get to pass. Justice League was an excellent film. Top five of the year, I think. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? It's one of the best superhero movies that's been out in a while. It's got it's got that that Superman moment with the Flash. It is. Yeah. It's still like Two that Sparks defining point. moment. Two Sparks' point. It's been a while since we've seen a, like a, a, a real superhero movie. Yeah, kind of like basic. Just yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else you got? Uh, uh, Legion. Love Legion. Hell yeah, dude. Great, that was probably show. my favorite show of the year. Yeah, I, I'm, I I'm glad Legion. you. I'm glad you think that, man. I love that show too. I watched it twice. I I don't think I've ever watched a show. Well, because there's only eight episodes too. But like, I don't think I've ever watched a show back to back that quickly in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was so. It's because it's just so much meat to 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 or like so much stuff to unwrap. You can watch it again and get so much more out of it. Yeah. Now now streaming on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. uh, God ben. Country. Dude, that's in my top five comics of the year. That too, my was my favorite graphic novel this year. Thank that you. Was so great. If you didn't introduce me to God Country, I would not be reading every single one of Donny Cates' books right now, and they're all good. Yeah. Awesome. I'm yeah, really happy strange? about that. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, that I need. Go- I need to pick up the Doctor Strange one. Loki's uh, great, dude. He writes a really good Loki. Oh boy. Guys, it was a really great movie. I. See, it it I, was good. I watched like five. Which movie? It. it. Which movie? What? It. What's it? Andy Muschietti's It. I watched <laughs> It over uh, the Christmas break with my mom. I watched like five movies with my mom, but uh, It is so good, dude. It's Those it. characters. What is it? It's It. What, what is, is It? it? All right, all right. Uh, uh, oh, guys, you know what else came out that was really good this year? It, Stranger Things. You know what? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah right. It was. It was. Look, it was, was good. 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 Great. It, it was wasn't great. as good as the first one, but it was still good. Yeah, I remember. Good. I remember yeah. when we reviewed that first season, and we were high as hell on it. Oh yeah. We Str- really Stranger Things probably an honorable mention. There you go. Uh, yeah. Top. yeah. Um, Last Jedi. Do, do, I love do. Last Jedi. Yeah. And 
it, I feel kind of like this is a cheat to add this one because it's it's barely even begun. But Doomsday Clock. No, I, I Doomsday Clock was one of my most anticipated things of last year, and it it did deliver. It's only two issues, but I think those two issues are so strong. That second issue, oh my god! That second issue, I th- I thought the first issue was issue was great, but like the people who talk to each other in that second issue and the things that happen, I'm yeah. not, I'm still not too crazy about what happens at the end. I, but, I'm I'm with you, but I'm, we'll I'm we'll cautious. see how it plays out. I haven't been disappointed yet. Has it? Yeah, exactly. Hasn't disappointed no, yet. Like, so mime, I'm mime and Marionette, who are like the two villains that are like new leads in this, they are oh, the coolest. So they are the best new characters in comics I think, this year. I think no, Doomsday no Clock. I think Jeff Johns is very wise when it comes to Doomsday Clock, where it's like he knows that we're all cautious about this book. Yeah. He himself, I think, is cautious about this <clears> book, so he's he's <laughs> approaching it like that and you kind of get that slow burn in this book it's it feels, yes that's exactly what i yeah, was gonna say yeah and like the dc stuff it feels like classic dc stuff it does it doesn't feel like 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 seven different people are writing batman like this feels like the true batman to me yeah. you know what i mean and like i guess i don't know and and i any uh you wait my yeah. breakfast <laughs> uh oh, yeah oh. i touching on last jedi i think last jedi not just because i thought it was a great film but i think it's just really special the freaking conversations that have come out oh because of Last Jedi oh, yeah. two hour is so crazy. So, oh my Jedi. gosh, Sparks. So I work with a lot of people. I'm the, definitely the nerdiest guy at my job, right? And But but everyone who I work with is, is like, they watch all the big movies, but like that's about it. They don't read comics. Every single one of them, and no joke, like five people hated this movie. I haven't met a person that like around our age group who's not a nerd who <laughs> likes it. Nobody, really? yeah, dude, like everyone's like, oh, it was cheesy and weird. And I just, I, pull, I, and I explained I to them, it's, it's, yeah, it's a fantasy movie. They have, they have lightsabers and they shoot force powers. Like, what do you expect? I, we were talking yeah. about it on, on New Year's before Matt yelled at me and I stopped. I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've made a, like almost complete 180 for my review. Like, I love this movie. It's not my top five, but like, I defend this movie so hard. Anytime it says, yeah. oh my God, I made a great tweet that was like, I defended uh, I defended Force Awakens drunk in 2015 New Year's Eve and then 2017, I defended a, a Last Jedi drunkenly in 2018. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man. So in 2019, are you I good? cannot defend Han Solo. <laughs> I can't so are, you, are you going to defend episode nine drunkenly on in two, two, in years, two years? Hell yeah, I will. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And uh, my last top thing for last year is uh, the one year anniversary of this podcast. Oh, you Aww. sweet boy. Aww. You little scamp. <laughs> That's cute. Our, uh, our 100's coming up, guys. <laughs> June 24th. Yeah. <laughs> Six months away. Oh my God. Wow. I'll be here. You know, but time moves by so fast, it'll be here before you know it. It will. Don't tell me that. We got to uh, plan something. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we, got, we got plenty of time. We got six months to plan, Brandon. We got to get thinking. All right. So, uh, Ryan. What up, dog? 2017. What a hell of a year for video games, so, right? Wait, before you get into video games, you had a comics list you haven't even touched on yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we already mentioned God Country. Uh, I think Tom King's Batman run is phenomenal. Like, I, I could. I could almost argue that, given more time, he will he will uh, equal Scott Snyder's run. The stuff he's doing with Batman emotionally, Scott Snyder is an amazing world builder, and he's a really great Batman writer. But I think Tom King handles the emotional side of Batman so much better, personally. Um, obviously, Doomsday Clock, Batman White Knight has been fantastic. Yeah. Are, are yeah. you reading it? You read it? Yeah, dude, that book is so dope. I'm, oh, I'm trade waiting. <laughs> I'm trade waiting for White Knight. <laughs> That How dare <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, I, you don't need to worry about a Batman book. No, it's, it's like true. the first issue went like it's only like its fourth printing. It's doing yeah. fine. Um, Moon Knight by Jeff Lemire, who is now being written by Max uh, Bemis, who is the lead singer of Say Anything. It's um, Moon Knight is consistently good. Thanos by Jeff Lemire now being written by Donny Cates again, consistently good. Oh man, The Defenders by Brian Michael Bendis. This is honestly probably Bendis's best title right now, and it's ending soon. Yeah, yeah. The Defenders is dope, dude, and it. it 
it takes the Netflix stuff, and it's a lot of the Netflix stuff, but it, it makes it its own thing, and it's really great. Uh, my favorite comic of the year, which is over, uh, it was Infamous Iron Man. It was Bendis' and Alex Maleev's uh, Doctor Doom Iron Man run. And what they did for that character is so strong and so powerful, and it's about a man who seeks redemption, just like Tony Stark did. But this man happened to be a mass murderer. <laughs> so it's a little harder. While we're on comics, I want an honorable mention, Tartakovsky's Cage. Yeah, I didn't was I didn't was read that, that this year. Yeah, was that last year? Yes, yeah, it was last year. Yeah, yes. Um, I'll have to check that out if you recommend it. All right, I remember. They... I, I liked it. It's short and it's really good. Yeah, hey, you've been working on that for years. Let's uh, let's I'll put that on the book club list and maybe maybe Cage? Sparks can have Hell that yeah. one as a book club. I'm down for it. Yeah, man. But yeah, um, infamous Iron Man. Uh, like turning Doctor Doom into Iron Man was a weird idea. Uh, back from the Invincible Iron Man days when Tony Stark was still Iron Man, but like. Man, I love me some Doctor Doom. You got, you guys know I love me some Doctor Doom. So I was really, I was really worried about this. But Bendis did something really, really strong and really powerful with this, with a new interpretation of a classic villain. And now he's like one of the. Now he's an Avenger, and I think that's really, really dope. Yeah, Ryan. After hearing you talk about how much you love Infamous Iron Man, I it makes it's me want to read it. It's so, it's so good because like, it was only like. 12 or 14 issues or something but like the whole thing is dealing like with his mother like all Doctor Doom is all about uh, trying to save his mother from Mephisto her soul is locked away in hell right that's his that's his journey and then his mother shows up alive saying hey don't worry about it I'm here let's be let's be friendly and it turns out she might not be as good as you think and it literally is heartbreaking and watching somebody devote their entire life to someone who hates you is is disturbing and it's sad and it, if I've never felt bad for Doctor Doom like I have in this book and it's it's truly truly something else uh, do you guys want to get into video games and then, and then I will, and then uh, I will finally go. So, uh, <laughs> before Haunt, Ben. So yeah. I have a games I wish I played this year. Okay. Mario Odyssey and Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Can you tell me about that? On both, please. <laughs> okay. Well, funny thing is, you are actually playing a game that I wish I played this year, and that's Nier Automata. Brandon, I talked to you for like an hour. Man. I, I can't get into what the I talked way, about. The way, the way, what you, I want to play it because of you. Yeah. You <laughs> told me so much, and I'm just like. Oh my god! Like the emotional whirlwind that I went through from just you telling me all. Near Automata is a, is a revolution of video gaming. It's one of the greatest games ever made. It does something to the medium that no game has ever done. It, it's it's it transcends what video games can be, and it's 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 life changing. But I want you to talk about those other life changing games first, because uh, Zelda yeah. and Mario are so good. Oh my god! Okay, so this year, back in March, we got the Nintendo Switch, the highly anticipated a, new Nintendo man, system. What a great launch! Holy crap! Oh my god! Nintendo needed this so bloody the bad. We sucked. Oh yeah, the I, Wii U was god awful. The Wii sucked. No, the Wii was ama- the Wii sold amazing. That doesn't mean it was a good console. Aww. It was it was a gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Switch has a few gimmicks too, but yeah, being awesome. Oh, okay. So my top three games of this year that came out: Sonic What's Mania. Gimmick? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Mania is number three because we got a. Oh, so you mean Sonic Forces? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Bye. Sonic Mania, Sparks. You've been playing Sonic Mania as well. I have. It's. <sighs> yeah. It is good. It is most certainly. It was a gift. It was a gift to get that game. It was truly a gift, and I want another one so bad, but I don't want to rush them. No, they're not Russian. They're Japanese. No, no. Um, I was joking. He said rush, rush them, Russian. Uh, ru- Bye. What? All right, I'm going to leave the podcast. Bye. Okay. <laughs> so the my top two games, obviously, Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, game of the year. Worth it. It is. Also, IGN's game of the year. Yeah, IGN's game of the year. Uh, the Game Awards game You're of the year. game of the year. But okay, Super Mario. What do we do on our one year anniversary? Does anyone remember? <laughs> yeah, we we talked about we talked about how we came together and Stuff. how we started the podcast, like how each of us had met each other and what oh. our first like oh. nerd 
experiences yeah. were and things like that. That's one of my favorite moments now, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I, can I continue about talking about how amazing yeah, Superman? Sorry. I just once once we stop once we click stop record, I forget everything. Same. <laughs> so Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, Ryan, you remember playing a Super Mario 64? Of course I do. Do you remember having that joyous, loving feeling of how exploring the world of Mario? <laughs> Think that times a million oh, yeah. was Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I mean, yes, it is a collect-a-thon, but it plays so smoothly. It introduces a new mechanic where you could take over enemies instead of just jumping on them. Yep. Just the way you could control Mario. You could take control of a T-Rex. It's pretty cool. Literally, the first level, you are you're you're a T-Rex. Brandon, new, you could be Jurassic new, Park in Mario. New Donk City. New Donk. Oh my dude! I, I actually, truthfully, I do want to hey. switch for Mario. Hey honestly. guys, do you know why it's called New Donk City? I know exactly why it's called New Donk City. Who was Mario's opponent in the original? Who was who was Mario's original opponent? Donkey Kong. In 1981. New Donk City. I'm gonna leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the <laughs> Did you know that the mayor is Pauline? That's a Mario's original girlfriend. From, oh uh, yeah, she's great. Pauline. Yep, she's great. Oh man! Awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Mario. This is my, oh, you gotta go save. No, your no, girlfriend. no. They're, they're still. They're. They're fine. They're fine. They're friends. Oh, you, you gotta save your new girlfriend, huh? Oh, I remember um, when it was my uh, castle. Uh, no, that was never her castle. She never. I remember. Remember the monkey. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> those barrels. But no. Um, Super Mario Odyssey has so many deep cuts. The game is still. It's fun. It's easy to pick up and play, but it's still very challenging. Uh-huh. And it's definitely a game that is worthy of the title of a good Mario game. And it is a must-own if you have a Switch. Absolutely. Honestly, if I didn't have Breath of the Wild, that was one of those games that just reignited my love of video games just all is over again. Is there anything else that you want to touch on? What, Sonic Mania? Anything? I'm talking about Breath of the Wild now. I know, but I want to go into my top five soon. Brandon! He's, tell- he's telling you to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> Like the Oscar music. Gee, da, 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 da. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is amazing. It is truly a, bl- a blessing upon this world. If you have a Switch, play it. There, are you happy now? Well, no, it's a more games. Like I need, I need a Switch. I, yeah. Because you said there were there were there were there were a lot of games you wanted to touch on. I want, I don't want you to focus on no. too much on one game. Yeah, it was three games. Okay, uh, well, Ryan. Um. So yeah. Um. Let's you like near near so, Automata. All right. Near so Automata. all right. So here's my favorite games of the year, and uh, besides in the year, uh, Resident Evil Seven, Horizon Zero Dawn, Injustice Two, Destiny Two, Wolfenstein: and New Colossus. Oh, Injustice Two came out this Injustice year. Injustice Two is my number Injustice. two. I still haven't played that game. It's pretty great. No, right, I need so to play Horizon Zero Dawn. I talked to you for about like thirty minutes about why Near is like one of the greatest games ever made. Um, and I Longer think I, I, I think I pretty I think I convinced you, and I I and. and if you go online, like people who play this game to this extent, like they'll they'll say the same thing. It's it's game of the, the game thing, of the year. The thing you described to me about the ending, yeah, blew me away. It's it's powerful, and I can't. So, Nier is a Japanese role playing game. Like the first, you play it multiple multiple times, and the whole point of the game it's that video games are a. Didn't are, we we also figured out that's a that's a that's a pseudo sequel to Dragon Guard. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, yeah, this guy he's he made these games like Dragon Guard. You're like, oh, I love Dragon Guard. Yeah, so, Dragon Guard is so, one of my favorite so you games. You know what's going on, but um. So you PS2, play, you play like this, like this fifteen-hour, pretty okay JRPG, right? The first, the first playthrough, it's pretty okay. When you beat the game, it says, "Hey, thank you so much for playing. We really implore you to play this game again and again and again, because there, there's just a lot to this game." So you play it a second time, and you play it from a completely different perspective, and you gain different perspectives of the things that you've done on different characters. You play it again, you play as a completely separate character. The game moves forward. You think you beat the game. This is actually chapter two. This is actually like a 50-hour RPG that's billed as a 10-hour RPG. There are people who will never see the things that I told you about. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that, that, that is really like, that's profoundly 
changing for games. The things it does in this game are things you can only do in video games. And I can't spoil it because the, there are such powerful moments that, like, I told you, dude, I cried, like, three times in one day playing this game. Because, like, the emotional buildup of playing this game and then playing it again and doing it again. The takeaway is if you have if you have beaten if you if you have played it, if you're listening to this and you have played it and you haven't gone back to play it again, dude, you're, do. you were missing on one of the greatest experiences of not video games of entertainment because of what it does and what it's saying about video games and how you play them over again and how you expect different results. It's powerful. And I and when that game was finished and I was left at the final screen when I was completely done with it, I was crying and I was just like, I've never in my entire life felt this way about a video game. It, it's more powerful. It's probably my favorite thing of the year, more than any movie, more than any comic. It 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 made me feel differently about video games. Like um, it's it's yeah. it's incredible, dude. No, funny thing, Ryan. The things you were mentioning about Nier Automata, there were multiple times in Breath of the Wild where I was in tears. I there's I can guarantee you as much I, as you, you like know, Breath of the Wild. I, the Bre- way, Breath of the Wild me, is. I, I know. Breath of the Wild is a really, oh, I'm, really I'm cool pretty game. sure I'm pretty sure Nier Automata is going to have me bawling like a little baby. Nier Automata and Sparks, I, I think you would really, really love this game because your your thing is all about AI and stuff like that. This is better <laughs> This is better than Westworld. This is better than Blade Runner. And it doesn't look like this because it looks like a a like a mid-budget uh, like 2009 game. It, the graphics aren't the best, but like what it's saying about its characters and what it does with its story have never been done in a game like this before. And you really need to play it multiple times. And once you get to this final point, like, it's, man, I, th- I think about it every day since beating it. Like, no video game has ever done this. And, like, leading, uh, watching interviews with this guy, he's like, I didn't want to make another game where you just beat and you put it away. That's boring. I want to I wanna change people's lives with video games. And I really think Yoko Taro, the, the director of this game, he's been doing it for decades, but no one's played his games up until now. Like, Guard, like you said, that's a, that's, a great game. that's a great game, but that's a game not a lot of people know. Not a lot of people know Nier Automata, but now that it's getting such critical acclaim, like, I wasn't going to play it, but, like, IGN gave it, like, one of the best games of the year, and I played it, and my life is forever better because of it. Yeah, that's That's awesome. Dude, like, like, the emotional stuff I was telling you, like, there is not a single moment in any of these movies that I've described that, like... Like the thing with Pascal and the children that I was telling you about, yeah. nothing in a, in a movie will ever make me feel the way I did in that specific moment. I was devastated. Can I put one of my top fives as you telling me about that yes. game? Yes. <laughs> I, I, you know how I like praise, like preaching things that I love? This, there's never been a time in my life where I'm telling people, listen, play this game and play my it friend, all the way through. My friend Michael, quick anecdote. My friend Michael was telling me a story that he's been working on for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, an uh, animated story kind of in the style of Castlevania with, due to, due with uh, heavy metal music. Mm. And the way he was describing it was amazing. Yeah. And there was this one part that he got to this one part and I started crying. Yeah. The, the way he was talking Power metal. Power Brandon. metal, yeah. Sorry. Power metal. What did I say? Heavy. Oh, uh, power metal. You're right. <laughs> uh, damn. Uh, so power metal. And like, he got to this point and I started crying. The way yeah. he was talking about it and I just talked to him and I was like, Michael, yeah. I have only ever had two religious experiences in my life. This was one of them? This was one of them. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's how I felt with you telling yeah. me about this. So, so it's all about, uh, uh, I, I'm going to end it up quickly here. I just want one side mission that kind of encapsulates what this game's about. So you're this android and you're fighting machines and you fight this transformer-sized machine. It's this giant building of a machine. You take it down and it's destroyed. Uh, but you're like, hey, I can reboot it and maybe it can be my ally, right? So you talk to it, you gather these point, uh, these things like a side quest and you go and talk to him and he wakes up and he's like, hey, thanks, thank you for reviving me. Um, You're my mortal enemy, so I'm supposed to kill you, but I, I can't kill you. So I don't know why i'm alive so he kills himself what yeah Yeah. and that is a lot of the game is people realizing 
because they're machines gaining sentience and how they can't control these emotions. So instead of like dealing with it and talking, they just kill themselves. And that happens a lot in this game. And it's 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 powerful, dude. And it just thinking about it makes me want to cry. Like it's so freaking good. I can't believe this is a video game that not everyone has played. I can't believe it. Damn. Dude, it's 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 note. it's so good. <laughs> and on that note, here's my disappointing list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I had actually had a difficult time compiling my list for a very different reason than mm-hmm. Ryan. And that's a l- because I was actually disappointed in a lot of the media that I consumed this this year. Yeah. As I've said, I consumed most of the media for the show. Mm-hmm. Um so I, what I did was, in order to real to remember some of the stuff that I watched, I printed out a list of all the movies that I that, of all the movies that came out last year, and I crossed off all the just all the eighty ones pages. I, I didn't see, and oh my god, a lot, a lot of movies. There was a lot of movies I did oh, not you see. Actually, did yeah. And uh, and I, I I also I decided to uh, to uh, take out to take out all the all the stuff that I discussed on the show because mm-hmm. the audience knows my feelings on those. Yep. You know, I, I didn't see Justice League. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Justice League. And. Uh, and but then it, I was like, oh my god, there's so much that I, I didn't see, and there's so much equally that I was just disappointed in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then the, then I got to December. Ooh, he has like five good, pages. A lot of good stuff in December. Oh yeah. Uh, so that actually made this a little bit difficult. However, so my top five, and I actually do just have five. Ooh, sorry. Uh, Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah. That was my. It was for comics. By far, nothing beat it. It was. It was. It's. It is. It has not ended yet, so it'll probably be on my top five next year. Yeah. But it is. Ah, it, uh, there's nothing like. Oh it. my God! It's the anti-monitor's brain. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, I'm the anti-monitor. Oh, hey, what up over there? I forgot. <laughs> hey, I'm Mark uh, Oh, I forgot to mention Mr. Miracle. I think. Oh yeah, you did. That's okay. that's it's an incredible book, but the metal's also good. Uh, but metal is just it's bombastic and it's crazy and it's diving into just not the lo- not just the lore of Scott Snyder's run, but also the lore of just DC Comics in general, and it's it's truly some of the best writing I've ever seen come out of DC. Mm-hmm. It's. It's amazing. I I, ca- I cannot get enough of it. So, uh, but we're gonna do an episode on this. It's soon. it's so it's so deep and rich in DC mythology. Like yeah. you don't really have to know a lot, but the more it you helps. do, it helps so much. Yeah, man, that just oh, dream and all that. Oh, anyway, so it's all good. It's all good. That was excellent. Um, you know, so, um, so I last year I picked two movies that blew me away: La La Land and Kubo and the Two Strings. Ooh. Uh, so this this year I've also picked two movies. Is uh, one animated and is one a musical? No, actually. It uh, could have been Coco and a... And a I, yeah, I thought about actually putting Cars 3 on my top five. Ooh, ka-chow. Ooh. I like that film a lot. However, it, it ended up just being Man Who Invented Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, which was a great film about one of my favorite books, uh, my favorite book, Christmas Carol. Um, and about That was a great movie. Yeah, it's about just Charles Dickens, played by Dan Stevens, making a Christmas Carol. Christopher Palmer plays Scrooge in his head. That's it's, awesome. It's excellent. One, one of the, it actually is probably <coughs> going to be in my Christmas pantheon from now on. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, Greatest Showman. I have seen that movie three times. It's excellent. I love it to death. Uh, I've, listened, I've listened to the soundtrack this morning. Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Zendaya. I, I loved that movie. Zendaya's having a killer year this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, actually, there's an actor in Shape of Water, The Post, and Call Me By Your Name. Really? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Not Zendaya. Uh, you'd recognize him. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but you'd recognize him. But he was in all three of those movies. I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> you're having a good month. Get, get work. <laughs> you're having a good month. Yeah. Uh, all films came out in December. 
someone uh, I like to get that Oscar push. All three movies great though, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not on my. Uh, you saw Shape of Water. You said yeah. Yeah. Guillermo just won a uh, Best Director at the Golden Globes. Congratulations, Guillermo. Yeah. They tried, tried to play him off with music, and he's like, "Shut up! I- I've waited 25 years for this." Yeah. He told him to yeah, shut up. Shape, <laughs> Shape of Water was one of my honorable mentions. I I was I just saw it last night. That was awesome. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Shape of Water was excellent. Um, so Greatest Showman. Uh, just it's been 10 years since Zac Efron was in a musical. And man, that was just he still got it. Surprisingly, t- really touching to see him sing again. Uh, for TV shows, it was a little bit difficult. I decided to put in two TV shows. One, a series of unfortunate events, which I forgot came out this year because it, it came, came out in January. January. <laughs> yeah, I think we were going to review. We it. were, but we we never we did. Didn't. Yeah, because yeah. uh, a lot of people didn't see it. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's really good. I lo- I loved that show. I mean, it's super dope. I don't always love binge watching, but I could not put that show down. Yeah. I watched. I think I watched that in like two days. Yeah, because I just love Neil Patrick. Harris. I have seen bits of that show and Neil Patrick Harris as um, Count Olaf is. Olaf. Oh. He's God. Just him being those different characters. It's like, listen, that Jim Carrey movie. Like whatever. Like people like it. Whatever. Jim Carrey's okay. It's but like, dude, Neil Patrick Harris just kills it in the he show. Does yeah, I love? I really love. I that forgot show. it came out. You're right, dude. That was literally a year ago. It was literally a year. Wow. Ago. Yeah, and the next season comes out in March. Uh, so probably we'll Ooh. do the episode by then. Hell yeah. Uh, probably for that. Oh, um, Split came out in January of 2017. Yeah. And that's that's one of M. Night's better movies, yeah. luckily. Yep. Uh, yeah. I still haven't seen it. It's good. Um, I did end up seeing Get Out, though. Oh, it's so good. I haven't uh, seen yes, it. yes. Those I, were also honorable. I wrote down Get Out, but I don't know if it's a time. I have yet to see Get Out. So then I uh, I decided to put an episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on my life. West Covina. Final. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend did an episode called I Never Want to See Josh Again, which, uh, spoilers, unfor- I'm going to spoil the end, the end right. of this episode. Uh, Rebecca attempts to commit suicide. Oh, she actually tries to? Yeah. Damn. She is on a plane back to West Covina, and she's got pain pills, and she decides nothing's worth it anymore. Comedy show. I don't want to live anymore. It's much more than that. No, no, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's, right, it's, it, it's built as a comedy, but it, it is very deep and very touching, and that that episode impacted me so heavily uh, I was crying at the end of the episode. It was, and at the end of the episode, it says, "If you need help, call this number. Call someone. That's awesome. Someone is not, someone is there for you." And I truly was so touched by that episode. It was so poignant. It was so sweet. Um, and then the next it's a really episode, great episode. Yeah, it was blew me away. Uh, yeah, and that it really hit me where I, where I live. I started watching that show. It's a good show. It's a good show. It really hits me where I live. <laughs> and I want to do an honorable mention. Uh, you know, I, I I saw a lot of movies this this week, um, all great movies. But my honorable mention would actually be Disaster Artist, which I saw early in the month, <laughs> uh, which was a great oh, sweet hi, kind of look at just create creativity in general, it, it, through the guise of a very. Uh, uh, eccentric man, Tommy Wiseau. Interesting. Um, but it's, yeah. it's not a, it's not truthfully about Tommy Wiseau. It's about you know, hey, these people created something, and that should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. It's a celebration of creativity and of creation uh, through the through the look of this man, of this very eccentric man, uh, and his friend Greg. That was really great. Uh, I, had, I had a lot of fun with that one. I think Franco has a good run at Oscar this year. He won the it? Golden Globe. Nice. He did. Yep. Nice. Like an hour ago. <laughs> and I will say, uh, also honorable mention, uh, Daredevil, Charles Soule's Daredevil run. That's good. That's, yeah. Oh, I'm not reading it Which anymore. Which is really good. Yeah. Uh, Baby Driver, anyone? Baby Driver yeah. was almost on Baby my Driver top Yeah, Baby Driver was good. Yeah. Baby honorable mention. I just want to mention it because that's a pretty good movie. Uh, some some honorable mentions I had. We already said Get Out, Split, and Shape of Water. Those were great. Yep. Uh, Loving Vincent. Oh, that's on Netflix now. Which I really liked, uh, which is the film that was entirely made out of oil paintings. Dude, that trailer that is, like, so is a 
very special film. Is it? Uh, Hold on, Sparks. Is it like an actual like I know like it's like a like a movie movie like with like a plot and like characters or yeah okay yeah it's telling you a story okay because like yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just like like an experimental art thing or like an, it's like no it's it's like a it's like a full on story Sweet it's art. good all right cool it's very very much worth seeing also nice. a ghost story yeah dude a yeah, ghost story dude. was a independent mil- film that it's not, uh, it's I love it's not a ghost story it's so Spoilers. good um. Another honorable mention, not a film, but a thing from this year. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout came out this year, and that was cool. Jeez, man. I still... Time. That I was cool. That came out. That I, I forgot. I haven't been to Disneyland yet. I and this haven't. is... Uh, this this last one's kind of a like really throwback nerd one for me, but I I was super jazzed about it, um, and I'd hate to not mention it here. Uh, hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. Did that come out? Yeah, yeah it came out. Yes, it, on Thanksgiving. Is it, the, this is it past that year. good? Because I've heard it's really good. Uh, so I have not gotten to see it yet, oh, okay. but no. I wanted to mention it because I've I've been catching up on my Hey Arnold on Hulu nice. in anticipation. So I'm I'm just happy that it got made because the whole thing is that like there are two major things that I know. I don't know how they get resolved, but they do get addressed in the film. Is that the mystery of what happened to Arnold's parents? Oh, and that yeah. that Helga finally tells Arnold how she feels. So the movie. And I don't know how that plays out, but those things happen, and so I'm very happy that they return to that series to do those didn't, things. Didn't so that she... movie doesn't exist anymore. I was gonna say, didn't she already do that? Yeah, she did in the in the movie. I don't know. I could have swore. I think the movie ends in a way that she changes. Oh, is that she, is that? Hate? Oh, she kind of. Oh, oh, that's that's right. I think she. I think she like clean the slate on it she kind of does so yeah. is this so and in the jungle movie it's definitive is that is that new movie is that now a legacy title i don't know and like it's not canon anymore it's like hey arnold legacy <laughs> well, sparks when you watch it let me know because i still need to watch it too yeah, man i'm i'm uh i forgot that came out too. i will i will like i'm it. very excited i'm very excited uh anything anything else anyone wants to touch well on we i got on? i got some things that i started this year that did not come out in 2017 that i can't believe i haven't seen until this past year as in shows that have been out for a while oh, that like are what? awesome that I finally got on the bad wagon and started watching. Well, I mean, that's a lot. West Wing, really ended wanna... like, West Wing ended like 25 years ago. So no, not West Wing. I'm talking oh. about uh, Gravity Falls, actually. Oh. Oh. Is that the show with like, it's like a hat with a, with yeah, a tree? Yeah, um, Dipper and yes. Mabel. Okay, it's a I, really good show. Okay, I see that everywhere and I wasn't sure what it was until yep. just this. We see a you lot of them. You should be watching it. Yeah. Ryan, we you s- should watch it. Yeah, Gravity Falls is really good. Star vs. the Forces of Evil is really good. Uh, there's this anime I started watching recently called No Game, No Life on Hulu. Ooh. Um, if you it, die in the game, you die for real. No, actually, no, it's not like that. If you die in real life, you die in the game. There's a movie like that. Yeah. I just had a flash of a movie. No, that's a real movie. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad movie. It's a bad horror movie. What's the movie called? Uh, uh, Let Me Die. Or... Uh, I it's, just it's had a the ba- flash it's, of this it's movie. Frankie Muniz is in it. It's not a good movie. Continue. I'm going to look for this movie. No, that, that, that was it. That well, those were the things that came a, out before. I I wanted to see Ingrid Goes West, and I was gonna watch it yesterday. That was great. I was gonna watch it yesterday, but I chose Mother instead, and I'm not disappointed. Good choice, good choice. I think Mother is a better movie, yeah. but Ingrid Goes West was fun. I saw I, it with Brandon. I oh. love Abi Plaza. So honorable mention. Oh yeah, that was great. Honorable mention for a <laughs> video game, a game that I actually do enjoy, even though that has a few problems. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Yeah, came out this year. Yeah, it's not the greatest, but still very fun. I, I, I mean, I didn't talk about Injustice too, but I gotta say, man, that is that is. In, in a year, and like, okay, so Street Fighter V came out last year, and yes. then Marvel vs. Inf- Capcom Infinite came out this year. Yeah. And I would say both those games kind of had weak launches. 
They did. People had a but lot of problems they, with them. But they grew, and now they're... It took a lot of time. Injustice yeah. 2 was a full package from day one, and like six months later, they've introduced uh, Raiden, Sub-Zero, Hellboy, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. Like, all of these crazy random characters that work so well Stay in the alive. game. Stay alive. Stay alive. There you go. Yeah, that's a bad movie. I remember. I saw it, it in theaters. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, but no, Injustice Two. Uh, I cannot wait for the turtles to come out because I think it's yeah. gonna play like a Pokemon trainer in Smash. Probably. You like pick one at a time. Oh yeah. Yeah. But at least Capcom's keeping with their promise that they're bringing back their older franchises like Resident <sighs> Evil. They're bringing back Mega Man yeah, next year. Yeah, no, that's true. Marvel's Capcom this so year. What about what about your what are we most looking forward to next year? Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity War. That's mine too. No, I'm no, no. Honest. See, uh, I was gonna do like a whole build up. I was gonna be like, well, I'm looking forward to the most anticipated Marvel movie that we've been waiting for ten years for. That's Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> killed my joke. I, I, my excitement level killed your joke. Well, I'm funny sorry. thing is, before we started recording, actually, I asked, like, hey, this is going to be a thing we're going to close out. And, of course, Brandon's like, oh, we know what you're going to wait for. What did I wait for? Ray Player One? Mm. That's not it. And it's not Mega Man either. It's Avengers. No, it's not Avengers. I don't know anymore. The it's Aquaman. It is not Aquaman. Milkman. That, Milkman. I'm so excited about Milkman. The Milkman Man Wars. Oh, wait, no, that's the thing. Yeah, uh, No, I'm not. It's uh, got Kingdom Hearts 3. It's not coming out it's this year. Out this it year. is coming out 2018. Dad, <laughs> give me a break, ben. Ben. buddy. Hey, don't, hey, don't you'll get this. Kingdom Hearts, and I'll get Death Stranding this year. How about that? It's coming out nope. this year. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's, it's coming out 2019. Dude, it's, it's, oh, they changed the date again? No, no, I'm just saying to. it's coming out 2019, Ben. You're gonna get it. E3 2019. Nope, That's they said 2018 last year. Sh- they how many how, times have they had release dates did, for this game? This is the first time. This is the hey. first time we have an actual release date Listen, for it. I want to talk about a game called Final Fantasy 15 real quick. Uh, it took a decade. That's all I'm going to say. Goodbye. It did. Kingdom oh. Hearts 3 is taking a decade, too. Yoko Taro, who directed Nier Automata, he's, he was given a Final Fantasy game. So the next oh. Final Fantasy game is going to be the greatest game ever made, and it'll come out in eight years. 16? Yes. Oh. I'm not um, sure if it's 16 or anything else, but yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to point out, I don't think I said this on the show, uh, but I might have, so if I'm repeating it, it's crazy that... A decade of my life was dedicated to Harry Potter. Yeah. And now another decade of my life will be dedicated to Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. There are worse Nuts. things to uh to, to be. Uh, I yeah. cannot For me, wait. It's... Go ahead. No, I'm done. You cannot wait. That's it. That's the end of the sentence. For, for Avengers. For what? Avengers. Oh, Infinity for War. Avengers. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's definitely Infinity War. That's that's most hype. That's that's so hype. But also. Uh, the end of Doomsday Clock. Ooh, ooh, an Action Comics 1000. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to be a $30 uh, hardcover. And possibly an Amazing Spider-Man run that's not written by Dan Slott. Dude. <laughs> so, that's like, like Christmas. So uh, Spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man being written by Chip Zdarsky right now is pretty good. It's not, I wouldn't say it's super great, but I think it's a lot of fun, and it's definitely more towards regular Peter Parker that we want. But dude, it is. if the rumor that Nick Spencer... Is doing Captain is Captain America. He was on Captain America. If Nick Spencer is doing Spider Man, that is that is monumental. That is a bleeding cool rumor. So take that with a but, massive grain yes, of salt. Yes, but also all those rumors uh, about legacy that they got with the batch beforehand all came true. Right, but there was another thing that said they said about a, about Brian Michael Bendis in oh, that yeah. same article and well, they can't doing a be Marvel right. book. Oh no, yeah. And he's, I mean, guys, right. guys, I just, I just want Dan Slott to not write Amazing Spider-Man anymore. And if that happens, that's going to be like probably my favorite thing, just on principle. Yeah, Jodie Whittaker is the Doctor this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I that's saw the true. Um, I didn't. Want, I'm going to watch it from the first. I want to watch that first episode. I'm, I'm going to catch up to Doctor Who. I, I watched the Christmas special. I didn't actually. I didn't hate it. I really liked Bradley. Bradley. Uh, Bradley. Uh, 
Brad, uh, David Bradley. David, there you go. As uh, as the first Doctor. Mm. That was that was awesome to see. Hey, I got I got another one another that one. I'm looking forward to for next year. What? Uh, I'm 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 gonna live down there. Oh my gosh, it's oh. gonna be great. Yeah, we're shipping the we're shipping the puppet. Yeah, <laughs> should be too expensive. Yeah. It's not no. that. It's not that. I'm I'm big. I'm gonna live with Brandon. That's gonna be great. <coughs> oh my. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. You just know I can't take. I just can't see any. Take anything po- uh, positive. It's gonna. It's gonna be Christmas every day. Shut up, Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a pretty good year, you guys. It was. Let's go into our book club. Sparks. Oh, oh. take it away. Who had a book club? What happened? It's you. <gasps> oh no. Um. Hey guys, uh, I picked Lost at Sea by Brian Lee O'Malley, who's the writer of Scott Pilgrim. We had a, we and, had a comment uh, from uh, Root. Uh, no idea who that is. Nope, I, I nothing. Um, on Instagram. I don't know her. I, I love that book. Yeah. Oh, cool. That Thanks. Was it. That was, that <laughs> was the comment. Thanks, Thanks, Root. Thank you, Root. It's Groot's uh, younger brother. Yeah, totally. Root. I'm Root. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, this is a really cool graphic novel that I think is extremely unique, and uh, I wanted to talk about it. Boy, howdy, was so. I confused. Really? Yeah, because the dialogue is so all over the place. Yeah, it is. I was never her, her internal dialogue, uh, her internal monologue is so all over the place. Yeah, because but she's a depressed person who can't handle her life no, and her and emotions. I, yeah. I, I get it. Um, but that doesn't change. Like I, I, I like the. I'm not saying it's not a criticism no, no, against yeah. it. It's just, it was such an interesting choice that did throw me, uh, for a couple pages. I yeah, I, I get that. I, I I don't, I don't know, man. I just I just I, I had no problems. By Maybe end, I read so many comics. I just know how. I just like by I the end know. of the book, though, I was I was I was pretty I was pretty all in. It's 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 a it's such a real story, and that and sparks. You always you always pick like. Uh, like the the real comics, like you know, oh, comics are like for kids. And like, no, dude, you want to read a real ass comic? And like, this was like, dude, this is like super relatable. And it's like this, it's, uh, it's so sad. Uh, God Country was better. Oh, he put his little glasses up. Oh <laughs> also, there was more, there was more color, and I like color. Okay, so I, I actually, so on the on the, I wasn't sure if we were gonna read the. Uh, uh, which version of it we were going to read? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I did end up reading some of the backup stories that were printed in a later edition. Of oh, the book. I, like, uh, I read the black and white one. Mm-hmm. I, I just read the black and white one. Yeah, mm. the, the there was a special color edition. Yeah, the ten year anniversary one. Yeah, uh, yeah. The backup stories are pretty cute. I yeah. like them. Yeah, there's one that just ends on a on the funniest cliffhanger I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. So it's about a it's about a girl and she's going on a road trip and we kind of don't know why she's there. Yeah. But she's real depressed and she doesn't. Yeah, we don't. We we know so little, is she, and the story is, she, is is. Was she molested? There's this bit where they're I, like, "My my mother sold my soul to this man." Yeah, it's it's very it's. There's kind of an open to interpretation thing there. I didn't. I didn't because she's also that. she also has this whole bit where she's like, "I think I had sisters, and now my sisters are cats," and there's a lot to unpack to that yeah. of what that means um it's kind of open to inter- there's no right answer like she remembers a shady motel and a, and she's starting to remember a man who stole her soul and well there's it was a, a cat who stole her soul right no like she remembers that oh, she yeah. sold that her mother sold her, her soul her mother sold her soul to the devil who put it in cat that's yes. right yep. and she's remembering this man as the devil and I took I mean I took that maybe a little bit too morbidly as this this man like molested her I mean it, it 
like he said, I don't think there's like a wrong interpretation. I, I, right. I mostly just saw it as the moment that like Stillman was that her boyfriend's name Stillman, like that, the moment that like that like like he leaves and like her heartbreak sets in. That's like when every everything crazy happened and like, like she just does can't process it. So like maybe she never had sisters or maybe she does. Like I think it's I think it's like it is like you said like a jumbled like it's the dialogue's jumbled. But I think it's because she's just so so up in her head and so confused about life that like yeah maybe my sisters are cats who really knows right right and it's it's unclear like i don't know if it's that or if it's her dealing with her parents divorce i think it's all of it because well but i mean like that particular part because of the way that she talks about it you know she says she knows there was infidelity but she doesn't really know who is responsible and like the idea of her not remembering her sisters because maybe her sisters only live with one parent and that kind of thing. And oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of like, it's kind of open to your interpretation, Brandon. It's, it's kind of meant to be that way. And it's, it's a lot of, you know, how she's just processing whatever she's going through. And it's more about like that, that, that process of how you think about it than it is about what happened. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Which is really interesting. Cause it's a whole story. That's, it's not really about what happened. No, it's about her. Fine. No. It's about her. Like, coming to terms with her, these new friends and mm-hmm. and like you know these people call her on accident and like they've, they've all become friends yeah mm-hmm. really coming to terms with living with the moment rather than in herself like it's it's very much just her straight up battling her depression essentially yeah yeah and i thought that was really interesting cuz it it doesn't like resolve there's no res- resolution really well, to think, the to the story. I think it's kind of almost like kind of like depression, where like it's not something that just goes away <clears throat> like that. Like it's something you work yeah, at. It's something she exactly was at. right, and yeah. she's still working at it when the book ends. Like it's yeah. yeah, it's just things are feel are in a better place than they were when the story started. Yeah. That's really all that happened. I, but other than that, it didn't like get resolved. I I love this book because like I said, it, it's really it's super relatable and and like we're all we're all self-conscious people, right? Like we all have things that we don't like about ourselves and speak for yourself. You're I'm perfect. Beautiful. You're beautiful. and perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. so my, my favorite scene in the book was, was when they're in the bathroom, the two girls are in the bathroom and she's looking in a mirror and she's like, God, I'm so hideous and stuff. And then like the other girl's like, you are so tall and so beautiful. Oh my God. And she's like, wait, you think I'm beautiful? You think I'm tall? And like, but I hate that. And it's like, yeah, of course you would hate that. You're perfect. And it's like, everyone has this view of themselves. And like she thinks she's just like she's a monster and she's ugly and she has no heart, but these other people don't see that. And it takes such a long time for her to realize that she's a good person. And, she, and like, it's so sweet. She man. calls herself a horrible human. Yeah, being. yeah. It's so and she's like having like this breakdown. And then the other girls just like, hey man, it's okay to feel this way. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. And it's I, like it's right. so real and powerful. I actually really like the scene where uh, it's not Raleigh, the main character. Um, it's the other girl. What's her name? Same name as the main Steph- character. Stephanie. 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 Where Stephanie goes up to wake. Um, is it Ian or Dave? Ian is the dick. Ian's the dick. Ian. He's a driver. Well, uh, he's yeah. g- no. Ian's the guy who drives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes up to wake up Ian. And he's like, "Hey, we gotta go find Riley's soul. It's in a cat." Oh. And they're yeah. just walking around this town in Oregon or Northern California <laughs> or wherever. Yeah. And they don't just, know where they are either. They're it's just awesome. hunting down cats and they're just like st- putting the cat's head stuff to Riley. He's like, "Hey, is this the one?" No question. No, it's like, all right, we got to go help her out with this thing. So friends do. And they're going to go help. And one of the things I actually really like this, that that's because I know Brian Lee O'Malley from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And Scott Pilgrim, it does have its emotional bits here and there, but it's mostly over-the-top comedy. Like, there's video game references. There's um, stuff that comes straight out of left field. Like, when uh, Stacy's on the phone with her mom, it's like, oh, no. Scott's not dead. He's alive. And her mom's like, well, he got, he got, he got an extra life in volume three. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Whereas this one, it's very down to earth. It's very realistic. And it's about this girl, possibly university age, who, or 18 year, uh, 18 year old girl who just had a breakup, visited her dad. Um, she, she didn't really visit her dad, though. Yeah, she visited her, 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 her that's, online that's, boyfriend. That's oh, the, yeah. yeah, she visited Stillman, and then oh, she he visited. left her a note. Yeah, so that, that's what broke her up. <laughs> that's yeah. she, that she, she hasn't read. even read. She hasn't read because she yeah, doesn't want to know. Yeah. And yeah. Well, well, there's a scene where she did. Could be really sweet. There's a scene. <laughs> well, there was a scene where she was talking to her dad, right? No, the mom. That that was a memory, but it wasn't. Yeah. No, no, she she oh, remembers oh. a time with her dad, but it's not this yeah. recent time. Oh, okay. But still, she's like, she went to Stillman. Yeah, so she's dealing with Stillman, and she's just dealing with all these things, and then she's in a car with three people that she barely knows, and she's like, "I don't belong here. What am I doing here?" But as the trip goes on, they, they finally don't even know where they're going. Yeah, they finally crack open her shells. Like, hey, we're gonna help you through. Like when Stephanie hugs Riley at the end, it's like, hey, I guess we're all left up in some way or another. And it's like, dang, this. Is- oh, now you don't curse. <laughs> this is this is one of those books that I feel is a lot like Perks of Being a Wallflower or Paper Towns, where you movie. kind of when you read it, uh, when you read the book, um you can read it at different points in your life and it means different things to you. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those, cause I've read this a few times now and I've read it at very different points in my life at this point. And I didn't realize it came out in 2003. So this is an older book. Yeah. This is yeah. Yeah. Pretty and old. and so pretty, as you, Scott Pilgrim, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so as you read it at different points, you kind of latch on to different things from the book and you recognize different layers to it. And I thought Brian Lee O'Malley did a really good job of capturing a very realistic voice of the of the main character um, specifically. Like she talks in a way I've known people who live in that headspace to talk. So that that was very, What's very what you trying to say, bitch? What you trying I didn't to say? isolate you. I yeah. didn't isolate uh-huh. you. Yeah. Be quiet. What are you trying to say? Uh, what the- I, I love Come like, at me. like the stuff where like she or Riley's talking about um like she like she never feels comfortable and she she always feels like she's bumbling words but when she was with Stillman everything was perfect and nothing was wrong and like the way the way that Brian Lee O'Malley wrote that is like yo man I we we've all been there like we're having a down time but we have that one person who can just make everything better and then they're gone mm-hmm. and that destroys you and I and yeah. and just like uh what book was it Essex County? It's amazing how much you can do with cartoonish black and white visuals. Yeah. Like this is a cartoony as hell book, but it, it is it is more impactful than a lot of like the best artists like you know like a Batman book or something. Like art isn't always everything, and I and his art is like it's it's just like cartoony, but like I don't know how to describe it. But like it works, he's, it works so well. He's got he knows how to get like really expressive emotions out of small details on the faces. Yeah. Like there, there's so little going on. So anytime it's something changes, you drastically notice it. So like, man, I, yeah. I, I really appreciate this. I always love Brian Lee O'Malley's art style, even from Scott Pilgrim. And well, I hate it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> even when I'm, I was reading a lost at sea, I knew this wasn't going to be Scott Pilgrim. I was glad I didn't get a Scott Pilgrim rip off. And it was something a lot more realistic. Can you really and- rip off your own thing? Sure. Okay. Well, you kind of sort of you can make a spin-off, but Lost at Sea is definitely not that and it's something completely different and I love it for it. Yeah. What do you what do you think Brandon? You didn't say much about this yet. Oh, I I mean, said uh, really all I Yeah, you all said exactly what I was thinking. Um it was the nail on the head. I mean, it it's a it's a poignant book. Um surprisingly so because when I first heard we were going to do a Brian Lee O'Malley book, I just figured it'd be a fun romp. It's what <laughs> it's it's a it's a crazy road trip about 
Four kids who have no idea where they're going. Don't re- and they don't really know each other that well either. Yeah, and it's nice to it, it's it, it feels real. Yeah, it feels real and it feels earnest and uh, it's just really sweet. Like when they're in that yeah. town in Oregon, it's like, why would a town close down at four p.m. on yeah. a Sunday? This is weird. Yeah, I like whenever they're in diners. Uh, that's fun. Uh, like when they're when they're searching for a bunch of cats to try to find her soul. Uh, <coughs> and um, I think it the was the dialogue feels so organic. Yeah, and Dave's like, so why are you crazy? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then they're like, "Dude, what?" And he's like, "And he's like, yeah, well, why are you, Dave? Uh, why are you crazy, Dave? What about Magda? Remember her?" And he's like, "Well, I know, well, I'm crazy." Yeah, and she's like, "No, I understand." The dialogue like, feels so yeah. feels really uh, sincere and, yes. and earnest and and believable. Um, it feels like actual like things that it people feels say. Feels like four kids on a road trip trying to get back home to Canada. Yeah, yeah. Lost at Sea is almost on a level where I I almost want to see a short film of it. I could definitely it's see so, this. I it's can so, definitely see it's a short film. It's yeah. such a it's such a nice little story all on its own, and I really like uh, the the ending, how it wraps up that thought of like looking at the stars and you are the same person at different points throughout your life under the same stars, mm-hmm. and how she wraps all that conversation up with Stillman without Stillman, all that stuff. I thought that was just a really powerful ending to that story because it, again, like it's a story without a true resolution, but the ending of the story is still good. It's also a story without a without a, a true, um, almost narrative in a way. It's just like yeah, it's just like four people doing a thing. It's mm-hmm. just yeah, it's scattered in a in a way that you because you're following her. Her brain is so scattered, so the narrative is scattered. Yeah, yeah, but not in the way that Legion right. is. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. so almost what you're learning in the story is learning learning the pieces of who she is, right? Just at different and points. what's going on, but there's no like antagonist or anything, no, right? Or or necessarily a giant obstacle, except for her like kind of acknowledging this this loss of soul that she feels. There are no seven evil exes she has to fight. No, that's a sequel. That's something found at sea. Yeah, that was it was it was good. I liked it a lot. It was simple it's and good. clean. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, so, anything else we wanted to touch on? Or? It's good. You should totally read it. A little bit yeah. of tear jerk. I think it's. I think it's a nice little book. I'm, it is. I like it. It's a nice little piece of standalone. What's the uh, graphic novel literature? What's the yeah. last book that O'Malley did? You know. Uh, he's currently working on Snot Girl with someone else. Oh, that's yes. him. That's him. Which started last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I kind of swear. Real like, weird. He, he put out uh, like a, uh, another like new he graphic did, novel like, uh, a couple just, years ago. Just a few years before Snot Girl was a graphic novel called Seconds. That's what it was. Yeah. I didn't hear the best about that one. Have you read it? I have yet. I have yet to dive into it. Yeah, I, I heard it wasn't. People didn't like it too much. But I, that's <clears> just you know. I hear things. That's our yeah. that's our recommendation. Please check. Highly recommended. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben, it's your book club next week. However, you're not here next week. I so will we're be going in to... Florida next week. We will Please. probably skip the book club until you get back. So you uh-huh. Two weeks. Um, or or we may do a, a small little a small little t- a talk of book. Here, read this. Uh, so you know, stay tuned on our on our Instagram. Uh, yeah, I will let you guys I... know promptly what book I'm gonna use for the book club when I come back. All right, guys, that'll do it. Uh, happy 2018, it's all. Ba- it's good to be back. We're back. We, yep, we actually got a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. Oh, you don't even know. Your ears aren't ready for this. I mean, we said that last year. And look what happened. Well, Nothing. at least when I come <laughs> back. Well, we can actually announce this because he is confirmed. No. Oh, yes, we, we can confirm oh, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please do. Please yeah. Do. Uh, Ted Sroka, a gentleman that we met at Stanley's LA Comic Con, who is the voice of Mega Man X in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, dope. will be on our show dope, on dope, the 21st. Dope. That's a sheet. That's, that's uh, this month, huh? That's going to be the first of what we hope to be many yep. uh, many interviews with many more creators. Uh, one, It's coming down the pipeline. We're really excited for it, and we will announce it when it's confirmed. 
Um, we also hope to get some other content out there as far as uh, other shows and maybe other mm-hmm. other other spinoffs. And we'll, we'll I see. might be getting a promotion at my job that I hate, so I'll be making a lot more money. Oh. So oh. we are going to be doing some mother effing content, sir. Yeah. Now you don't curse. Because now I need now now that I'm making extra money, I got to spend it on something, and it's not going to be anything else. <laughs> right. Um, I will say we are working on. We have been from last year. We ha- we are working on spinoff shows. Ooh. So yep. uh, we're not going to say what those are until they are down in the pipeline. So stay tuned. The untrue for all that. geek crew, and is that what is it's called. that is our promise that we will get them out this year. So. Bold. Pinky swear it is bold. I, I pinky I'm swear. Not doing pinky swear, it, Ryan. I'm not, pe- I'm not doing shit. Ryan. <laughs> okay. Sparks. Virtual pinkies. Sparks, get the pinky in yes. there. Hey, why are you playing uh, pants down? I don't, uh, pinky, on, get, pinky, get your felty pinkies, pinkies up in the air. Damn Sparks. it. Thank you. Pinky. If you there we go. Guys. All right. It's fantastic. That'll do it. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you for staying tuned. Also, welcome, Spotify listeners. Hey. Yay. We're on Spotify. I uh, typed in fake nerd podcast, and then I saw our image. That's it was cool. pretty great. That's pretty cool. It's pretty great. Made you smile, didn't it? We yeah. we may have taken a break from the show, but we still worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you work, Brandon. You work hard. Yeah, you. I worked. <laughs> yeah, you're like the hardest working person here. Um, we love you. Uh, don't don't compliment me. I hate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, fine. I hate you, too. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci uh, for doing our music. As always, we love you. Uh, I was really happy to get to see you over the breaks. Um, I love his last Jedi take. Yeah. I was there for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a I have a semi assurance that there is going to be a new episode soon of Suburban Proctologist, Ooh. his show. February. Ooh. February. There you go. Procto. Making promises he can't keep like we just did. <laughs> no, that's, this is uh, that's uh, our friends. We're we're already uh, 19 minutes deep into the episode. It's pretty deep. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Can, awesome. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, check him out. Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official, official Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Louis Beretta, who does our or does our icon Instagram lens for eyes. I spent my New Year's Eve at his house with his lovely family. Really? It was nice to see you, Louis. I hope you're listening. How is he? He probably doesn't listen. He doesn't. Um, yeah, he does. But he does any zine. He does. Uh, until further notice, we are the official podcast of any zine. Hell yeah. Uh, they meet every third Wednesday of the month. Anyone is welcome to join. If you're in the Cal- if you are in the greater Los Angeles area. Not lesser. Uh you can join them at the Cal State Northridge Art Department, room 507, from 6 to 10. If you are not, you can find them on, on Instagram, anyzine, E-N-I-Z-I-N-E, underscore C-S-U-N, Facebook, anyzine, at CSUN, email anyzine.csun at gmail.com. Nice. Uh, if, you want to get, if you'd like to get involved with us, uh, oh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you all. Uh, send us your questions. Send us your comments. Uh, tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us hey, what we're doing right. Hey, if you want to send right. us some gifts, I'll take one. Yeah, why not? Hey, <laughs> I got Amazon wish list. FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. If you want to get to us directly, uh, we always love to hear from a fan. We do. Uh, you can find me, BT McClure, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ryan. Oh, that's, I didn't know you were going to me. Uh, DJ Tony. I'm trying to keep it loose. DJ Tony Snark and everything. Ben. Ben Magnet 27 for Instagram and Twitter. Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Subscribe to us and find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Oh, my oh. God. We hit the jackpot. Soon on <laughs> iHeartRadio. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What? I'm just waiting for the email. Oh. <coughs> iHeart, what you just told me. Thank you. Uh, SoundCloud, only five episodes can be on SoundCloud unless we spend money on it. What are we, Hulu? So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I will we'll work, fix. We'll fi- that's fine. That's I will fine. fix that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but we are on SoundCloud. You can also find my my new rap album, Uh uh, Thanos, if you got him on SoundCloud, please make a rap album. Like please that. do. <laughs> you, 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 you put the pressure on me. I will. <laughs> okay. Uh, until next week, guys. Hey, Ryan. What? Diamonds are made under pressure. Stay fake, nerds. Stay fake nerds. <laughs>